Welcome back to another episode of Have a Dope Day. I'm your host, Gabriel Lopez, also known as GS Automatic on Instagram. We're going to get into part two of my own personal story. Today in the studio, I have Mario, yeah. the producer, and I have Bazooka Tooth, a good friend of mine, who are going to help me conclude the rest of this little bit of story up until the, yeah. basically to where we are now. So thank you guys for being here with me today. Mario welcome. and Bazooka Tooth. welcome. I'm so, just here to fill in the quota. So let's fill go. in the quota. You always here. <laughs> let's go. You're here as much as I am. <laughs> All right. So I just uh, we had just listened to a clip on where we concluded the last episode was, and there was basically where I decide to become a member or the best member I could be of this of this crew, and that took a lot of learning, a lot of work, a lot of different types of learning. There's very influential people who have taught me certain things at certain points. Uh, somebody has to teach you basically how to navigate a train yard. Somebody has to teach you how to navigate a piece when it gets more complex. Um, there's just different levels to the game. And so some of the people that I wanted to mention early on in this episode to make sure that they get their credit is Chrome, obviously from Kids Crew, ROK, the leader of ROK, the, the person that started it all, and then Sire, also known as Cyro, I-S-B-E-L-K-K-F-K. These people were very, very instrumental in not only in my graffiti career, but also in life. They were good examples. Like, you know, one was a good family man. The other one just was in the streets doing his thing, but he never was shady about it. So there's a level of respect these men had and carried themselves with. And I carry that now in my business dealings and everything else I do. And that's accredited to them and the other people I knew before that. So there's a part where basically the world is opened up to me. I got a car. I got these people who know how to get in and out of these new places. And graft just becomes like fucking life. I didn't care about work. I didn't care about anything else. I was fully addicted to graffiti before any substances came into play. And these people were served, I want to say their purpose, but mainly like time frame. Chrome was somebody I painted tunnels with during the day. Sire was somebody I walked into the yard with that night. And so we had like these different relationships and these different, you know, patterns. And we'd pick up where we left off, even if it had been weeks apart. But the one thing that was always consistent was everybody was challenging themselves artistically to flex, challenging themselves on a spot, how to get bigger, how to get higher. What made you go and what made you connect with them, though? I think they honestly probably saw the same thing you did. They were able to just see hunger and the willingness to take direction and they would give it. Right. I would take it. Yeah. And results would happen. And so, uh, Bazooka, have you ever wondered like, yo, how do people get up on them freeway signs? Oh yeah. How do people get oh, up on happen because I want to start. Okay. You can't start right now. <laughs> Why not? I'm 43. I'm nah, ready to go. Nah, you, you work on that reggaeton album or whatever the <laughs> album is you got coming out. That's, you know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> People don't know you can sing, bro. I got skills. <laughs> there's a uh there's different ways to do it, right? There's different right. tactics. Some people are what you call hot boy, where they just go for it. They take no precaution, there's no recon. They just go for it. And that's that's a certain level of person, right? That's probably the same right. dude in the mosh pit. Yeah. Same dude like just stealing shit straight up out of yeah. Target or whatever. Then there's another type of person that calculates things, that sees the best way to execute it without getting in trouble. You know, and that was Sire. Sire had taught me that you can climb billboards all day long, paint them with the lights on. It's an adrenaline rush, but why not turn the lights off? Take your time up there. 
paint the billboards that are facing away from oncoming traffic, really do some like next level stuff. And so he was doing, I want to call it like LA Bay Area style graffiti in Sacramento before anybody else was. And one of the things he would do is he would keep his body very fit and he would recon stuff and he'd be like, all right, this is going to be a three foot climb, six foot climb to the ladder. Then when I get up to the ladder, take your backpack off your back, put it in front of you. So the weight distribution is different. Like he had this shit down to a science, dude. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. And so he had showed me these freeway signs and he's like, any freeway sign with the traffic cam on top of it has a built in ladder because the traffic cam cords all sit inside of a one inch in diameter pole and they have braces all the way along and they got to get maintenance and they got to get maintenance. And so if you strategically look for those, which are already all over the city because the news taps into those to track, you know, Caltrans does. So I started hitting everything that had a pole. There was a time where uh, probably one of the wildest times was there's a sign as you, Think you exit 34th or whatever. I was up there with the lights on. It was the first one I ever did before I met him. And yeah. I had a hoodie on, had a bandana on. I had paint in the backpack. And, like, it's probably 3.40 in the morning. And uh, the freeway's quiet. And I just hear, like, beep, 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 beep. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm dead. You know, like, this ain't supposed to happen. I look down, and there's a Honda Civic with these two dudes in it. And they're doing like the rock on sign and they're like, fuck yeah, bro. And they got their tongues out and they're just like, yeah. get that shit, brother. And but they they're hella dry snitching yeah. though. Creating they, well, hella tension. I, I think yeah. they were drunk driving home. Yeah. Oh, shit. And I was just like, that shit made me just like go harder, right? Yeah. I slide down the pole after that. And like, by the time I got to the car and came back around, the CHP was underneath it. It was just bumping in the light. But I was just like, that was not a good way to handle that. So like. Right. There's another level of education. That's the point yeah. of that story, right? Yeah. And so you got to get that from a veteran. Yeah. Sire was that veteran that taught me how to move in the city. Yeah. How to do different things. That's crazy. But it's also like, that's like generational. You call that, like with, when people deal with money, right? You deal, you call it generational wealth. That's yeah. still the same thing with with that. It's like this little Easter eggs that you learn yeah. throughout the throughout life. And that's in any, in any realm though. Like, so when... So when you hit that up, right, and you got to learn that from him, because obviously somebody else taught him that. Yeah. So how did the connection, how do you connect? Who taught him all of those things? Like who who was his mentor, per se, if that's what you guys call each other? I think they were really, him and his brother were really good about, like, Huckleberry Finn and shit. I think they, oh, I yeah, think yeah, they yeah. like, pioneered a, a lot of stuff just on their own. Yeah. And then also, too, they just, they thought real practical, you know, right. like. I think a lot of that was self-education from them, but they were following the examples of people from like LA. Like they would drive down. Basically they came up in graffiti the same time Danilo did. So they would drive down into Danilo's neighborhood from Sacramento, see what's going on. Yeah. Come back home and mimic it. Yeah. But there's a lot of excitement too, that I think it's coming back for graph though. Yeah. Because like, it's a, uh, it's like a romantic thing. It's a, it's romanticized a little bit it, because even me, right? Like when I moved out here from the city, like I stopped looking at graffiti. Like I, yeah. I, I stopped looking at things on the walls in the street. Like, oh yeah, that's tight. And then I met you, and like, okay. And then I started noticing more. Like, oh well, because yeah. there's a connection, right? And then when I was at Aviary, and then I looked up and I go, hey man, you know these? Yeah, yeah. Like now there's a because again, it's like I had that connect at some point yeah. in the city. So it's like, and that's a hard circle to break into. It is, yeah. Because like people aren't just gonna tell you, hey, this is who that is, 
and this was going on with them because it's a very it's a very tight circle. So yeah. how do you even in that realm, like with them, like how quick was it for them to even accept you? It wasn't. There was like this is the way when I was ditching school, I would go to my homie's house, JJ's house. We talked about him in the last episode. He had a bigger homie that was already part of ELK who lived in the neighborhood. And so that's how we got on the radar. I didn't actually get to meet Sire until like a year into putting in work on my own, doing it the wrong way. And him seeing it and him seeing like proof of like, like my heart or whatever you want to call it or dedication. And so what actually happens is one day I'm with this chick in Midtown. She used to write Shine and we were real close at the time. She locks her keys in her car and we're parked behind what's now BevMo, but used to be the beat. That used to be the place yeah. where you park after hours, yeah. walk the main area of Midtown and tag everything. And so she's like, yo, I lock my keys in my car. I'm going to call my best friend. Her boyfriend will know how to get into this car. Yeah. And so she was a Filipino chick. She calls another Filipino chick. They smash down to Midtown. And like, I see the dude. It's this, it's this white boy in Dickies with chucks on with a small shirt. And he's got like tats on and he's like fit. And I'm, yeah, saying just like Bazooka Tooth. Yeah. Just and, like yeah. I said that Mario looked down at Bazooka Tooth to see his outfit. <laughs> and so uh, he walks up to the car and I'm just like, this fool can't open this car. And like, he, I could tell as soon as he pulled out his tools, he had stolen cars before. Yeah. As he gets in there, finds a little wedge spot, pops it. Here you go. Like he's in there in like under a minute. And I'm just like, hey, bro, what neighborhood are you from? Like, what, what, what area did you grow up in? He's like, oh, I'm from all over, bro. Like, who are you? And I was like, oh, I write this, this, and that. And he goes, really? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, come here, let me show you something. And I'm just like, the fuck? Like, he just took the big homie role, but he was respectable. Yeah. He tagged on this trash can. He's like, yeah, that's what I write, man. Like, that's me. And I was like, really? And I had already seen him online doing next level pieces. Mm -hmm. Pieces are when you take hours Right. To do something, and like you, you really come flip. back the next day, like you do yes. the outline the yeah. first night, and then you come back, yeah, and it's yeah, this yeah. type of shit that goes in a magazine, yeah, you know. And he was already executing stuff like that consistently, and I had seen it, and he had seen my work, and he's like, you know, I could really show you a lot of shit, yeah. and I'm like, dude, I'd love to hear, it. I'd love to, you know, let's go. So I became right. his student for an entire year, and he was starting me off slow in the tunnels. And the trains, the story I said last yeah. episode about the trains and the dudes hopping the fence, that was right. with him. You know, like, yeah. not everybody gets access to people like that, though. Right. And so, and once you got access, right, like, how do you, how did that even change the game for you? Shit, you start computing things differently. Yeah. You, you see, you see a goal differently instead of, like, how could I do it? You look at it and you go, all right, there's a drain pipe up to the ledge, to the ledge, to the roof, to the roof over to this, like it's another education, you know, right. it's like, it changed everything for me. And then when it came to letters too, he was like, this is one thing he taught me that was like crazy. He goes, think of it. He would make the shape with his body, cock his arm back, cock his other arm back, cock his neck back, cock his leg back. And he's like, this is how the letter's supposed to look. And I was like, what the fuck? And so he, he would take the principles of like figure drawing and apply that to letters. And once he did that, I, that opened up letters for me. Yeah. So someone takes all their experience and they pour into you. Yeah, yeah. And from that point, right, like where where you, because you don't do, you don't do imagery in no, a sense, right? No. You only stuck to letters. Yeah. Was that a sense of like, that's what you were comfortable with, that's what you like, or you just can't draw? Like, because some people can't draw. Yeah. Like, but they can 
they can write like a motherfucker. Because yeah, yeah. I know people like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? They can illustrate this. Because does that, did you feel like that hindered you a little bit? Or that's just the way you, you chose to go? No, I, I really regret never pursuing that as a child. Because yeah. as a child, I would draw. Yeah. I used to get the uh, DC versus Marvel, like, yeah. how-to uh, action figure drawing books. Right. And I would draw them. You start yeah. from a circle to a line. You know, you just build the yeah. character. And, like, at one point, letters just became more of what thing. I focused yeah. on. And so even now, it's like, at this point in art, I'm just kind of like, maybe I could draw, but I'm so obsessed with the trajectory I'm already on. Like, right. I don't even care. But, like, it's not out of the question. But, like, to answer, your, to answer no, I cannot draw imagery yeah. like at all yeah because <laughs> yeah because there's people that are the same way thank like you a, for that too i appreciate you know nah, i mean you telling everybody in the world i can't you draw you can't draw for shit it's, no, it's fun cool. it's cool it's cool You're, Whatever, it's, right? this is a podcast it's supposed <laughs> to be honesty here we're not gonna be sensitive here it's just, <laughs> you heard it here first people now draw with the shit nah but it's it's like the same thing for me right like like i can draw but but I can tag, but I'm not a better tagger than I am a drawer. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's because I didn't take... And the only reason I asked that is because I go... I didn't like writing as much as... And I think if I would have put more effort into it, I could have done a better yeah, writing. Definitely. Because just the fundamentals, just for being around it. Because I just growing up in the city, I was around it. Yeah. Like, it was some crazy shit to me. You know what I'm saying? And, and then just looking at how people were doing it, I didn't like... Like, like, again, when you said, like, I, I don't lift the marker. Yeah, yeah. And people, there's people that take fucking months, if not a year or more, to learn that process. And I go, well, it's the same thing for drawing, right? Like, a, you got to, people think, like, well, you have a talent, but if you don't put the time into it, it's not going to perfect. Yeah. Or it's not going to, so there's letters that I can't do when I do it. I got to be comfortable with the letter. I got to be fully confident with doing that letter. If not, it looks like shit. So it's yeah. the same thing with, with drawing. So I just want to know, like... Is it something you chose to do or if you just something that you needed to put more time into it? You know what I mean? Yeah, I just chose to never put more time yeah. into it. Yeah. And honestly, there was a point in my... It sounds hella, like, stupid now, but there was a point to where I just became obsessed with being my idea of, like, a graffiti king, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. And, like, drawing wasn't part of that. It was letters. Letters yeah. is what was going to get me the recognition I needed. Yeah. Letters yeah. is what was going to make me stand out. And there's... I think, to your point, too, like, everybody your guys' age has way more experience with graph as a as a craft and a culture versus people now yeah because like now it's accepted now it's an art but if you guys right. knew somebody back in high school that painted it was because you were on the same wavelength um, yeah you know? yeah but that's the thing right so like when even for me like when i was contemplating all of that like my boys were in a crew called irs and it was just i thought it was i used yeah. to think it was the tightest shit ever yeah you know and and you know, and one of my homeboys, his name is Butter. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's kind of that that dude. A lot of people, when they hear about him, they're like, oh, that dude's. Yeah. But to me, that's just the homies that I used to always see riding a BMX on the, in the mission. Yeah. You know, but because you're in that. And so, like, those are the people that I was just watching. Yeah. Like, just not even invited to, to go because it's not that I wasn't allowed. It's just I didn't spend that much time out and about. You know what I'm saying? But just being able to experience that, I go, like, there's a lot of stuff that I learned about what it takes to even be a part of it. Yeah. Like, you got to go and put in, like, put in work. Like, if you don't put in work, like, you're not going to be a part of it because if you fuck up the crew, you fuck up the crew, right? Yeah, yeah. And so that's the things that I, I think a lot of people don't don't appreciate about with whatever you think about graffiti. 
it takes a lot of work to become anything or anyone in that realm yeah. because there's so many people out there that are trying to write. So like how, so when you, so when you see people coming up now, right, obviously yeah. you're, you're in that realm now yeah, where yeah. you're like, you're mentoring people to yeah, an extent, right? Bit, so yeah. like, so like, do you feel like you're at that place where the people that mentored you and it's your job to kind of like, Hey, look, like you got to tell people they suck. Yeah. <laughs> you know so, what I mean? So with all due respect, I'm past the point of where they are. Oh right. yeah, well. and with all due respect, all right, and they know what I'm talking about. Yeah, graph was never supposed to boil over into art. It was mm. never supposed to boil into a platform. It was never supposed yeah, to yeah. boil into curating art shows. Right, none of this was ever supposed to happen. It's never part of the plan. Yeah, my plan was to be a graph king and then just see what happens next. Like there was no yeah. plan after that. Right. So like, yeah, and the the actual the actual win from all of this is that like. I can mentor on both sides. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I can mentor in letter structure and I can be like, when you make a canvas, this is what you should do to it. You should prime it first. Choose this kind of canvas. Yeah. You should do this to this. This is how you should price it. You know, your career as a as an artist on the street should boil over into this if that's what you choose to do. So like yeah. now, there's just way more available. And you can see too that like my those same people they haven't been through the podcast they haven't been to any of the shows that I mean sorry to come to one but like this just isn't their get up and that's cool but I still tap in with them I still keep that alive right I still like you know that those, connection yeah, yeah the, that connection yeah. still there and they're always even outside of graph those are still people that yeah. I examine as good men like that's the measure right there right so let's talk let's open that point up that you had about people you grew up with and saw. And yeah. it gave you an appreciation for graph. Right. Because Bazooka Tooth knows a lot of people like that too. And one person in particular is Stu. Did you go to high school with Stu? Or how did you meet Stu? I'm trying to think. I'm, uh, Brent. Oh, shit, dude. No, we uh, we met as on some skater shit. You know what I mean? Like we were just a little what age? young skaters. I He was, when we first met, I want to say he was a youngster, dude. He was probably like 13 or 14. What year you think? 90? 13, 14. And so I was probably like 15, 16 maybe. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we're a couple, few years apart. So so you had the same access Mario had about so that, seeing it. Yeah, it's a trip, dude. Because yeah. like we've been, we had already been friends for so long. You know what I mean? So when he was doing his thing, I never, I didn't look at it like, oh, this dude's yeah. doing this thing. You know what I mean? We're, yeah. we're already homies. So yeah. it didn't, it was just like, cool, fuck. My, you know, he's doing that? Damn, that's sick, you know? Yeah. And then it turned into, you know, the tattoo shop, yeah. you know, and oh, everything yeah. else. So it's yeah. just, it's one of those things like, damn, dude, like, and I'm definitely like, I feel, I'm, I, I appreciate that to have yeah. that, yeah. Have, to have someone like that. Cause I have a few friends that that way, you know what I mean? Like they're just doing cool shit and yeah. some people might see them bigger than what they are, you know, yeah. like larger than life or whatever, but they're, you know, they're still real people. Yeah. Real yeah. ass people, man, just doing real yeah. shit. So that's cool. Yeah. And the thing, the reason why I said is because you can have a different appreciation for it as a craft. Yeah. Like, you, I think you saw it. You saw further than I did when I started it. And that yeah. was something I was just like, I always wondered, like, why does Mario know these things? Like, when you yeah. had mentioned Butter before, I was like, you ain't supposed to know that person unless yeah. you were there. Yeah. And same oh. thing with, with Stu. You know, yeah. like, right. you're not, these are people that are five, six levels above where my home Everyone is. else. Yeah, yeah, everyone else. And so, like, like those dudes are legend. Like that dude's yeah. a legend. Like yeah. butter, butter is a legend, yeah. and he's shorter than me. He's not a big dude. He's a really slim dude, skinny. 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think we're the same height, but he's he might be a little shorter than me. Anyways, if I got it wrong, you're still short. Um, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's it's like they are to me. I looked at them as larger than life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you look at the level of talent, and then people that are talented also recognize talent. Mm-hmm. You know, and then depending on the person that they are, they will push that talent regardless of yeah where they, it puts them in the equation. Because I think true talented good humans will put anyone before even if it's forfeiting their own you yeah. know what i'm saying and i think with graffiti i think there is a lot of like ego and and bravado but at the end of the day that's part of it but you still recognize yeah the talent and that's the reason it is like rap you think of rapping is very confrontal yeah it's 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 just because it is what it is but at the end of the day you may battle and you still recognize like hey dude like, you can rap yeah, yeah. And you just talk so much shit about each other. But at the end of the day, you still recognize the talent and what, what it brings to the to the table. And I think that's how that's how graffiti and then like when when people are like like Bazooka Tooth or I are come almost like invited to the table just because we're in the realm and we're not disrespecting it. It's kinda like it's the same thing. Like you have a lot of people that don't necessarily exercise in the in the art, but we respect it. Yeah. And we don't like I don't I don't go around saying I'm a tagger. You've never heard me yeah. say, "No, I just showed it." Yeah, and I walk away. I that's what I can do. That's what I learned just by looking. You strategically and showed it. Strate- yeah, 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 yeah. You waited. Yeah, you I waited. Played me. Yeah. To play me. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying. But it's it's a matter of like that's me respecting the fact that I'm not gonna walk around saying this is what I can do when I haven't done it for years. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's just wrong. It'd be disrespectful to you. Well, okay. Something is something you had dabbled into, but you never right. really committed to it. So right. why would you call yourself? Why that? would I call myself? But some that? people are just that way, though, man. They just yeah. really want to be a part of something, yeah. and you know. So I want to I want to pull something out of what you just said. Yeah. You said when it's a good human being, you know. Remind me what you just said. I'm sorry. Like a talent, a true talented person that's a good human being will push other talent, even if it forfeits their talent. Okay. That's what I, that's, yeah, that's what I meant to say. So that's what Sire and Chrome did. Yeah. Cause they were both light years ahead of what I was already doing. They had right. no business teaching me. Yeah. I got hundreds of hours in tunnels with Chrome yeah. all for through free. the city for free. Yeah. Right. And it was like, not only was he teaching me letters, but it was therapy. Yeah. So like, I didn't even venture into any type of substance abuse until there was a disconnect between those two people. Oh, so shit, those okay. relationships are super valuable to me. In that sense, but also that became the standard of people in the crew, which leads yeah. us to today, right? Everybody that comes into this crew now, I'm not looking for letters. That's the last thing on our mind. Yeah. It's what kind of man is it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he going to leave you high and dry yeah. when the shit cracks off? Or is like, you know, and also too, like, how can we help this person? You know, like, so yeah. that 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 grew and became a standard over, you know, years of learning different types of people like you know some people put on a really good show and they have all the right cues they say all the yeah. right good things and then you know things happen and it's like yeah. well you just kind of proved you just kind of made us question everything else before this point and i'm Damn. grateful that graph taught me that. yeah you're thinking about the conversation before yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no, i'm yeah. grateful that graph taught me that right and so like yeah. that carries on into other things though right into life, you know, and you go to a job. If you're the kind of person that talks a big game, but when it comes to work, you don't put that work in. It's like now you it's just question, different. you know, yeah. your credibility. So I learned a lot of things that from them that moved into life too that I practice yeah. now. 
And then and then so you mentioned there was a disconnect, right? So what when when did when and why the substance become a a thing? Like was why was there a why why was there even a need for it? So I'll be completely honest with you. I always knew it was there. Just in my own heart, I always knew it was there. Yeah. Um it became more of like a uh when my work life and my own measurement to other people in my family or that were around me, when yeah. I started to measure myself to them, it didn't like they would be like light years ahead of me in life because I spent all my free time not chasing money, but chasing graffiti, gotcha. chasing a status, chasing a, an idea. Right. And so like it kind of started to fuck on my confidence a little bit, a lot, made yeah. me feel like a loser. And so when I did get finally introduced into substance, the substance to the pills, it was like that shit didn't matter no more. Like, yeah. you know, it, it changed the way I thought about myself. Um, I was always pretty antisocial. Like, I'd go to a party and just not talk to anybody but the people I knew. Yeah. And when you take pills, that is the direct opposite, right? And so, you like... talk to everyone. You talk to everyone, and you're just, like, the happiest person. And so, like, I kind of got introduced to it during that time, but I never allowed it to go further than just recreational. Like, I'd get two pills for a week, and just make yeah. that shit last. And like, yeah. it just wasn't a big thing to me because graph was just what I loved. Well, you get to your mid-20s, graph doesn't feel the same anymore. You know, a lot of people aren't around painting anymore. But shit changes. You know, different things matter in life. And so, like, the pills became my, like, escape. Yeah. My way to cope with things. And so, like, now it's a it's completely reverted back to how it was before the substance. Yeah. And it's just back with the vengeance. Like, art is my addiction. Right. It's 100% how right. I cope with things. Now, if so, if art is how you cope with this, like, so, like, have you, have you gauged or scaled? Let me see how I put it. That is it, are you constantly looking for things to cope with things? Or, like, or is art now taking a place where it's just a priority and it's helping you actually, like, become a better person? Because I know, I know sometimes coping is just another word for surviving it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because yeah. I know life. I mean, life sucks, and, and the world's a shitty place. And there's all these highlights that we all have, and and we all have these things that we do for comfort. But like I think, from what I notice, I wouldn't call it a coping thing. Yeah. I would call it more like you're actually like living, live. You're living off of your art. You know, you still have your full time job, but you also are making a living out of art. And then, so it's no longer a coping mechanism. It's more of a this is your life. Like okay, let let you, me read because you just. Gave it really good this context. This is different, yeah. It's a, it's a machine to process. Yeah. Emotion yeah. is really what it is. Right. That's really what it comes down yeah. to. And that's that's where it became part of the system. It's not the priority in life. Right. The priority in life are the three people that depend on me right. to pay the bills. Right. It's This is how I navigate my own stuff. Yeah. You know? And it's yeah. like, there's some, like, you compartmentalize all week, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I can't deal with that till this time. Mm -hmm. You know? And so there's some things that I'm just like, well, let's put that in the art box. Right. And then when it comes a chance, right, I just pour it out. You yeah, because I, I know when I hear you talk about you and your family, you go, I work this much because I want to give my kids this and my yeah. wife this, and I don't want to be where we were before. Yeah, That's not saying, oh, I work this much and I do all this because I don't want to be home. Yeah, no. So if you were to say that, then that would be coping. You okay. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. But you're not saying that. You're saying you're doing all of this for your family, so you're not... 
you're not coping, right? You're this is like what your life was supposed to be to begin with. And I think is it's you gotta you gotta pat yourself a little bit on on the back when it comes to that because we all do that. You know what I mean? Like I've I've worked jobs where I've been sixteen hours because I didn't want to go home. Yeah, because no, I, didn't, I, I, I didn't like the people that were there. Yeah, I definitely had that part of life too. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't think this is it. You know what I'm saying? So no, yeah. And you know what too? Like maybe I should have said this before, but like when the when there's something off at home. Fuck art altogether, right? Like I need to get home. You want to fix it? I yeah. want to fix it, and like, yeah, you're not running to art. To no, yeah. no, and that's that's it's different. Okay, that that's a good point. Thank you for that. Yeah. There's the thing that I was really fascinated about. Damn, Bazooka to messing up the production Damn. of this high end podcast with high, his cell phone. Whoa, whoa, high end. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's eight, and this is probably the number the, two on the, the high wrong end. songs. Anyways, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> I've definitely li- I don't remember what I was gonna say, but I've definitely lived that part where it's like I don't yeah. want to go home. I'll work all day long. Like I find it that every weekend I fall a little bit more in love with the family. I get That's a little saying, yeah, yeah, like it's yeah. it's a beautiful thing. And like the first question on Wednesday is, what do you need from me for the weekend? Yeah. And part of that we've established now through yeah. trial and error is fun time for the family. So right. there's a there's a time where we pick out a couple hours and we go do something every weekend. Yeah. I just took them to go see DC's pets, you know, after school. I surprised them after school, took them to the thing and it was cool to the theater. Tight. Art doesn't happen until all that's done. Right. And even still, like, there's other ways to have therapy during the week. Like me and this fool bazooka, we talk every day. Yeah. I yeah. trash talk to him every day. <laughs> About him. Yeah, I call it managing. I call it managing his confidence. He's yeah. very talented, but I have yeah. to call him and remind him he's not that talented. He's still just a white dude. Yeah, he's still just a white boy. He's like lukewarm like, rice. You know yeah. what I'm saying? This like, motherfucker. Damn what? Lukewarm rice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's what happens when you give Mario a hug in public. We become friends, yeah. and now I can talk shit. You notice it before? I didn't say shit to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm like, oh, you want to give me a hug in public? It comes with something. <laughs> And it comes with love and, and sarcasm and a little bit of putting you down. Yeah, there's no, but like. <laughs> with respect, though. Yeah, there's a, uh, it's, art's turned into this way bigger thing. Way bigger. Yeah. You know, than just painting things. Yeah. And so, like, that's also why I thought it was a great idea to have you two do this. Because yeah. I couldn't relate this or convey this or yeah. explore this point and topic without you guys. You guys both been there from, the, you know. Certain yeah. parts and it's some tight. parts, yeah, yeah. I th- so where so now, how does like where do you see yourself? What's your where's your place in art? Like where where do you want to be when it come when it comes to art or or graph? Like what is your dream to to fulfill when it comes to that? So I want to make a distinguishment in my head. Art and graph are two different things because the people doing graph aren't the same type of people doing art. So I get what you're saying, though. I just want to make that distinguishment. I do see this being new territory being explored, you know, because like I said, I can go back and tell people things. So I just want to kind of keep that going. Like, let's really see how far we can take this art car into new territory. Like, yeah, the conversations I was having at the beginning of the year aren't the same as the ones I'm having toward the end of the year. We're talking to people that own galleries now, people that, 
you know, other curators and shit. Like, this shit is really taking a different turn. And I think that's, I want to explore that more. Yeah. What I see happening is, like, maybe being, like, some kind of third channel, you know? Like, when somebody does want to do art that comes from graph, like, I could help facilitate that and do that. Um, And there doesn't need to be, like, money involved with that shit. It just, it's kind of more about just talking to talk and walking to walk on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. So, I yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but the, you know, like per the previous statement, I think, I think there is a level of, of recognition that needs to happen, or even changing in the in the culture, right? Like, and that's just seeing it for what it is. Like, if if you don't call yourself an artist, no one's gonna call you an. Artist, oh yeah, no, I'm definitely right? an artist. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so that's what I mean. Like, even when I look at me as a person that respects graffiti, I don't think of it as graffiti. I think of it as art. Yeah, because. Though it's an illegal thing to do, yeah. I still consider it art because how can something that is being experienced that 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 manipulates manipulates my mind in a certain way or wakes it up in a certain way when I look at the colors of what they're saying and me trying to figure out what the fuck it says? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That there's a level of 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 brain activity that's happening yeah. when you're trying to do that. And I think if we were to if even if graffiti graffiti crews or graph people writers whatever you want to call yourself right at the end of the day it's still art it no is, matter yeah. what you think of it because art is it's is what i think of it yeah. so if i look at it on the wall and i go well shit that's damn you painted over the fucking capitol building but damn that shit's tight and it's it's making me feel this kind of way yeah, yeah. like that's what that's what art does right yeah, so it does. so if you i feel like my advice as a person as a civilian right from that realm but being around it, I can say if you don't start speaking about it differently and and stop separating and you stop separating yourself from art, then people will actually try to give you like politicians or even the law yeah. law enforcement will probably love to donate walls to you as opposed to running around after you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's gotta be different ways to to go about it. You know, and that's why I was I can I've always considered graffiti art because of yeah. what it is and the context of it, right? Yeah, but don't you feel like maybe some of those people don't want to do it oh, like legal walls, you know what I'm saying? Like the, yeah. there's people that's, that that's there's why that, I asked you to come on the it's that raw too. energy. Right. You know, yeah. it's that there raw is. energy. And that's like the rawest form of art right. that is, man. Yeah. These guys are out there Yes. You know there's a level of, of excitement, of, right? Hell yeah. yeah. Adrenaline. Yeah. And those guys yeah. are bad. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they, it doesn't get, I mean, they're, you know, it costs money for them to go out there and get their pains and, and yes. whatever and so materials like, they got to get. And yeah. they got to go out there I don't disagree with that at all. No, I was just giving no. options no, to options. Yeah. No, no, no. And, yeah. Yeah. and all I'm saying is, but some people maybe don't want to do that crossover because that's their, yeah. that's their that's jam. That's their thing, yeah. That's their but jam. again, it doesn't mean that it's not art though. No, it doesn't. Oh, and yeah. you're right. And you're right too. And the thing that I was, that I just kind of thought of as you're, saying that as you're talking was like nobody knows if it's gonna work or not or if that even is a yeah. viable option like yeah. that's why i'm saying this is exciting yeah because like yeah yeah I, i'm not having these conversations as an artist because yeah. they're they're having the same conversations with every other artist right it's not really so much as like i don't consider myself an artist i don't see it as value as an artist it's like it's almost a little bit of marketing too you know like yeah. if i call myself this and nobody else is yeah. i stand out a little bit more like have you guys been to la lately or driven no. to LA lately, uh-uh. bro. So I drove down to LA when I went to go deliver the beer yeah. for fixings. Yeah. So we're driving down, right? And I don't know, I don't remember what neighborhood that was, but it was the the building, uh, Capitol Records building, is like a little bit down that way, right? Yeah. So you're coming in down, coming down the 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 um the freeway, and then it's just fucking 
buildings and blocks, and all you see is graffiti. Yeah. yeah. All over. And all you see is graffiti on top of the buildings and then in the alleys. And it's so overwhelming that it's just like, it's just color and color yeah, and color. Intense. It's yeah. intense, right? And I go, I go, the only way to alleviate this, right, is to make some kind of shit viable. Like, hey, look, this building is good for you to do it legally, and if, but no questions asked if you still want to go do your thing. Yeah. But hey, look, if you want to hit this up with something nice, here it is. But there's got to be options, right, for the guys that don't and the guys that do. Because yeah. I... I remember just talking to my homeboys. The constant question was like, how do we, how do I make money out of my art? So then they started just drawing regular ass shit for regular ass people. Yeah. Like drawing categories of people. And I go, you're, and in my mind, I go, you're diluting yourself. Yeah. So, the, and again, good art, nonetheless. Is enough. You don't need to do But graffiti yeah. is enough because if you just start looking at graffiti as art, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be diluting down to caricatures. Yeah. That's almost disrespecting yourself yeah. because your talent is bigger than that. But because somebody will give you twenty dollars for that, you'll do that. But you, somebody can give you a thousand for this. That's your, that's your bread and butter. No pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But, <laughs> but do you feel like maybe part of that from that culture like makes them almost like they don't? No one wants to be a sellout. You know, and like when oh, you yeah, really yeah, and when you're, you're really passionate yeah. about yeah, your shit, like that's saying. what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like some people maybe don't. They might have a negative. Wait, has anybody ever called you a sellout because you're doing this now? Not to my face. Oh, okay. Do we find out? But I, I, I but I call. think, but I really do feel like, um, you know, they have that. They have the ability, obviously. They you do, know? and there's they have the ability, yeah. obviously. So for them to maybe do it in a different way, as a as a little bit of a break and a different type of escape for themselves. Yeah. You know, but as far as straight up like taking their graffiti style to make it into art, I don't. I mean, is that? I don't, I mean, I've seen people do it and it's cool, yeah. you know, but I just don't know. Cause I'm not from, yeah. I'm not, I'm not I from that culture. So, yeah. so I don't so know if like, thing, yeah. if some people might feel like, nah, man, that's not and this is shit. like my business mind thinking like, right. Yeah. 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 So there's yeah. a part of me that this, okay. It's a great question. Cause here's, it's pretty deep. A part, the major, most attractive, intense part of graffiti is what is not giving a fuck. Right. So me at my core being a graffiti writer, I don't give a fuck about what other graffiti writers think. Mm -hmm, if right. it is selling out or if it ain't. And that's what allows me. That's the stick. Exist, that's the measurement. Yeah. That's the finish line. So regardless of what anybody thinks, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And it's like. Yeah, but you also at the same time, sorry to interrupt you, at yeah, the same time, you chose this path for your reasons. Yeah, and that yeah. was for you. And that you was, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for whatever they're doing, they're doing it for, they're doing it for them. And so mm -hmm. do they want someone telling them, oh, you should come do this? No, and that's the you thing know? is like. There's always going to be, I'm never going to lose the connection to the street, mm -hmm. no matter what. Like, there's always going to be, whether it's people that I bring on, people that I give opportunity to, it's never going to be lost. Like, it can't. That's that's who I am. It's my fabric, right? And so, like, the goal is to find what works for me on that both of those scales, progressing as an artist financially and like with the opportunity well not financially fuck the opportunity part and then still keeping it real with with the homies and like there's a lot of stuff that's happening right now where it's like i'm navigating that space as i go and this monkey that's painted on this thing right here that i just got an inquiry about from a business owner right that's painted by like the top fucking vandal here mm -hmm. yeah. and it's because 
you know, he's got his own situation going on. I know it. So as soon as I saw an opportunity to put him in with financial gain, I made the call. Now, he's a good example of that. He is a good example that, of that, yeah. I like that dude a lot. Yeah. He's cool as fuck. And yeah. a lot of people and, do, bro. And the thing is, he found, he, he's doing it his way. He's doing it, yeah. And that's and that's kind of what I'm getting at. Because yeah. like, I, I got a piece from him. He yeah, made a piece did. for me. That thing's fucking dope. Yeah. yeah. And so he's doing it his way, to where he, but he's not using it with his name. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so there's... He's found a groove. It's like this new... It's like the fucking Lois and Clark of fucking the art game, like... We're exploring all this new territory mm. and fuck how everybody else is doing it. Like, right. we don't answer to fucking curators. We're not answering to anybody with a venue space. Like, that's also why the positioning for myself as an artist yeah. has yeah. been different. Because I don't care about the mold either way it goes. The standard yeah. is there and anything outside of that standard doesn't exist to me. Right. So if I can't bring if I can't bring my brothers like, like that person to you guys, mm. then you guys don't be in the equation. Right. So like, and that goes back to the, I don't give a fuck part. Like, yeah, right. you might have opportunity. Yeah. Cool. But the, I've already, like the lines are drawn, you know, yeah, who's yeah, already yeah. who. But that yeah. whole, that whole mindset of, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do whatever I want and how yeah. I do it. That's obviously why you and I get along so that well. Is, yeah. But right. it's also a reason of how some people such as that individual we were just talking yeah. about is also attracted to that. Like, yeah. hell yeah. Like, cause I know some yeah. of those dudes, they fuck with me. Yeah. You know, they see my stuff and it's whatever the style, maybe it's the energy I'm putting out. I don't know, but they, but they feel it. It yeah. resonates. So yeah. there is something to be said about that. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is like, I don't have the full answer to the question right now because we're still yeah. we're still working it out. Right. And like we're daily like I'm the most fortunate person in this entire fucking city, bro. I got the energy of the streets and I got the business mind of we are Sacramento. Like name yeah. point somebody else out like that right now. Nobody, bro. And all I gotta do is shut the fuck up, keep working, and keep asking the right questions. Right. Yeah. And when the and when the harsh response comes, don't take it like a bitch. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Just just keep it pushing and like Damn. we gotta get that shut the fuck up part though first. Yeah, yeah. we gotta get the shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah. part. Yeah. Anyway. Now you know the crazy thing is like so it's like I think in any in any even in business, right? Even if you ask any savvy person in business, the first thing that should come out of their mouth is recognizing risk and still yet take yeah. the risk. Yeah. Now but once you recognize the risk, you got to see what's a valuable. There's value to a certain risk. Yeah, there is. Like buying a home, that's a good risk. You may not completely fully be prepared to what it takes to own a home, but there's things that you can learn while you're owning your first home because your first home shouldn't be like the top-notch looking home yeah. because trust me, you will die in debt because no one can afford a, a, a top-notch home right off the bat yeah. making fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. You can afford a fixer upper and then you'll learn and then you'll learn to appreciate when you get to the one to the big one, right? Yeah, yeah. And you you learn same thing in art, same thing in everything. And and then also recognizing what risks not to take. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like in music, in art, in anything. And so for me, I go, I recognize the risk, and then I go, Well, I don't give a fuck what's gonna happen. Like yeah. if it doesn't work, am I able to survive it? Yeah, but you're like, doing because you're doing it for the right reasons. I'm doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. Like I'm not doing it to completely hit hit a home run up for that one. Yeah. I'm trying to get that one, and then that one's gonna get me two, and then so on and so on. So I've always talked about opportunities. Opportunities should not be something that something tell you they're giving you. It's
that, 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 then give you bullet points about how good the opportunity is, you walk away from it for the simple fact that any opportunity you have in life, you make for yourself. Yeah. Nobody gives you an opportunity. Ultimately, it comes down to you create the opportunity. They just happen to be there. Yeah. At the end of the day, because what brought them to where you're at is because you're doing something. Your energy brought them to you. You you get what I'm saying? I do. I do. And that's, that's the most valuable part of the example that we're setting right now, right? Is like, the homies aren't coming in asking, how do we get into galleries? Right. That's not even a model that they're going to attempt. It's not even a question you it's should ask. It's not even yeah. an attempt. Yeah. What they're asking, I just got off the phone with Super this morning. Yeah. When's the next show you're throwing? Are these good? And he sent it to me and I was like, bro, this is yeah. next level. Like, yeah. you know, and it's like, what do we need to do to do a show? He He's, he understands what he wants. He knows that there's a person to trust to get to get it there. Now yeah. it's just about working out the details and teaching him this is how you do this, this, and this right. so far, right? And then as an artist, he puts his own flavor on it, right. whatever, whatever. But there's no question about how do I make an artist statement? How do I make an artist bio? How, like right. That model isn't even an option to them because we're coming right. in as independent entrepreneurs. Throw yeah. your own show. Like ultimately, like you said, you create your own opportunities. <clears throat> Right. And that I think that's the most valuable thing the street has taught us. Yeah. Like, yeah. we gauge risk all the time. Yeah. How do I get up there? Okay. Yeah. You know? Is it valuable? Yeah. 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 Sire telling me to turn the lights off. That's a way to mitigate risk. Yeah. You can mitigate all this. And once you've done it in the streets and you do it to this, it's almost unfair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Once you, once you, once you know how to maneuver risk, right? Yeah. And you know how to live in it, you say, like, again, like business is such a, is such an interesting place because, Business takes shit always take precedent over everything else, yeah. and not business in the sense of like how can I get over, how can I make money. It's just how you conduct yourself. Business can help you do so many things. You could be respectful, you could be disrespectful, you could be all these things that you are personally as a as a person. Because everyone that's even a good person has been disrespectful at some point. It doesn't make you a bad person. It's just yeah. how people perceive things, and maybe I said something the wrong way or whatever. But at the end of the day, I think conducting yourself in a level of business can save you from a lot of things, you know, because you could be very diplomatic, very political about things in the sense of like, hey, you know, you learn to go from, nah, fuck that, I'm not working with you, I don't like you, to like, hey, man, you know what, I'm booked, and I got all these things going on, and I can't really do it. That's just business. You're not lying to someone. You're just conducting business because the risk to do something with someone is just not valuable. Yeah. It's not, doesn't have enough value. The, the outcome and the dividends from it is not valuable enough for you to even have an argument to someone. Like, yeah. having arguments with people, anytime, anytime after 25 years old, you're wasting your time. Yeah. You're, you're, unless it's your spouse. Yeah. yeah unless it's your spouse. And, yeah. you, and, <laughs> that, and again, it's wasting your time. And you're still yeah. wasting your time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because then there are results you want to make up and do whatever you need to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I think everyone, if they just conduct themselves a little bit different when it comes down to their personal life, just a little bit more like business and not too transactional, but just kind of start deducting so much of the drama out of it. I think there's a lot more. You start to learn what the risks are and how to maneuver and what to do. And even yeah. if you're not a business person, like even yeah. if it's just you're just starting out as an artist and you don't know how to make money, well, bro, a post on Instagram will do wonders. Yeah, you don't so, have to be a business person for that. Yeah, let let's open that up a little bit more. Yeah, a lot of people don't know Bazooka went from being an employee, just a white person, yep. to also being uh, a business owner too. Oh, yeah. white, and so oh. you. <laughs> 
fuckers. <laughs> sorry. Are you done? Are the chuckles out? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah we're talking talking go ahead. Go sorry, ahead. Sorry. So you went from being a full-time employee, right, in sales and other avenues to owning your own business. Mm-hmm. What was that transition like? Because he just made some very valid points about I mean, how you handle a person. And I was listening to what he was saying, and, you know, and a lot of that is, you know, people learning how to manage their own emotions, there you know, you go. Yeah. like people, you know, they get so caught up in their own emotions and they just react, you know, just react and, and like might react in a negative way. Yeah. And, that, and that's, that can be any argument versus like, you can take a step back and just chill for a second. Like, wait, what, what is it that's I'm upset about? You yeah. know, and then and approach it another way. But to answer your question, I mean, what was your question? Like what? how like what was the experience like man like managing your own process? You started it, man. I started yeah. from from nothing. I started from nothing, but but failure was not an option. Yeah. And I wasn't I, I'm not gonna no, no, no is not gonna happen. This is yeah. gonna happen. You're gonna figure it out. I'm gonna figure it out. Okay, I'm gonna so, make it happen. And just you know, but I was in for the long haul also. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna give up. This is, and I knew what you know, what I was building was going to take time, but once it got to a certain point, it's going to be okay. You know? And so let's, let's tell the story if you don't mind about the chlorine issue during the pandemic and how you navigated that. Man. So, uh, at the beginning, okay. F- first off for people that don't know listeners, I own a, a small business doing pool service and repair. I'm, yeah. a, I'm the pool man. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> So yeah, man, the beginning of 2020 was all kinds of fucked, really. Yeah. I mean, in so many different levels, like there was a chlorine manufacturer, uh, a plant that makes the chlorine tabs. It was located in like Texas or something like that. And it was one of those mysterious places that burned down, right? Oh shit! It yeah. burned down. So we couldn't get chlorine tabs. And so now they're coming from China and they're on the freight. Well, whereas before, you know, I, I was going through like a bucket per week, you know, yeah. a, a bucket and a half per week of, of chlorine tabs. And so... Now, all of a sudden, we don't know when they're going to be in. And if we do, and if they do come in, we're only getting two buckets at a time. I'm like, what, dude? Before I was buying like five, 10 buckets at a time. Yeah. You know, and so that was one, that was one part of it, you know? So we had to, I had to figure out how to, uh, so I had to figure out how to ration what I had. Yeah. You know, luckily, I kind of saw the writing on the wall and I had already pre, uh, already had some stocked up anyways, but I just wasn't sure if I'm ever going to run out of that, you yeah. know? And then um, because I'm rationing that, I saw, I knew what's going to happen next. Now it's going to be, oh crap, people are rationing their chlorine tabs. So they're going to be using a lot more liquid chlorine. Yeah. Sure enough, man, right around a little while after they, uh, they, they changed um, the licensing for people driving with like hazmat vehicles. Oh, and shit. so, yeah. And so there was a chlorine manufacturer making liquid chlorine, I believe in like Hayward or something. Yeah. And, um, and they had plenty of chlorine but they couldn't get them to the, distri- the distribution centers because the, the drivers had to have more credentials for hazmat driving. Yeah. yeah. So they had all these people that are benched, all these people, they couldn't get the fucking chemicals from the place to the shops so we could have our materials. So then now we're, we're rationing that. So I actually got hooked up. I was looking into, it. I'm like, well, shit, you know, liquid chlorine versus like Clorox bleach. What's the difference? You know? So yeah. I started kind of looking into the chemical components. If I, if I got to make my own chlorine, out of Clorox, I'm gonna make my own. I'm gonna make my own chlorine because I'm not gonna lose my business. On top yeah. of everything else I'm dealing with right. at this time, it was yeah, fucking right. crazy, right? So, um, so after like figuring out the chemicals, and I know you're gonna ask me what the chemical was. I can't remember the name of the chemical, but I found a, a chemical plant in West Sacramento. Well, not a chemical plant, but I found a company in West Sacramento that dealt with those specific types of chemicals. So I called them. 
come to find out they work with the water district. So they hold a priority. So they always have chlorine because they're dealing with sanitation. Yeah. So they became my plug where all these other pool guys are losing their asses because they couldn't find chlorine. I always, I never ran out. And so that was one of those maneuvers. Damn. Yeah. Keeping connections alive, the having risk, people, yeah. having people all over town and just, I'm not going to fail, dude. No yeah. way. It's yeah. not going to happen. So, so yeah. to, to conclude before I orchestrate my grand point, that oh, I'm about to bring man. it to, where did you learn that style of problem solving from? At the most simplest point, where'd you learn it? How'd you learn it? Fuck it. I don't know, dude. As a kid, bro, I don't know. I mean, I, I would I would say so. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just having to, you know, be when we were kids, you know, broken family. Yeah. A lot of us were just out running around in packs. Everything's you a know? pivot. Yeah. Everything's Everything. a pivot. We were feral children running around yeah. and we had to figure out and navigate and, and figure out what we're gonna do for the day or how how we're gonna yeah. avoid certain certain situations and whatnot. So um navigation man i don't know that's a trip that's a good question so i I say i ask you that and i have you explain that because that's the exact way that i see art it's one big move after another how do we but it's always about keeping the ball on this court not giving the ball up not giving control up i've done other podcast episodes about my story but never in depth never in this way and so I think that's one of the most valuable things that Graf taught me that also coincides in or goes into business. That's a pretty big word. I don't even know the definition of, but it goes into business too. It's like always gauging the risk in your favor, right? Yeah. So treating art that way when it comes to presenting it, selling it, you know, like even who you give that cosign to, all that shit matters in art. And a lot of that is personality traits as well. Personality traits. There you, you know, go. Right. Not, every, not everybody has it. There no. might be people that could, they're phenomenal artists, but if they don't have the personality to go behind it, then what's going to happen? And I think that those are all the components, that way of processing things. Those other people, those looking for those personality traits. Yeah. That's the beginning of this organic movement that we're doing here. Yeah. Like, let's talk about. But with that said, back to the gra- the, the graffiti thing. You know, some of these people don't want to be bothered. No, they don't. You right. know what that's I'm fine, saying? Yeah. They, they want to be out there doing their thing. So maybe they don't necessarily, that's why they, they're not attracted to that yeah. side of it. But then there are some people that can maneuver. They see it for what it is and yeah. they can separate the two. And that's totally cool. Yeah. I was just, I was just thinking about it. And I was like, look at Brent Brent. He's a yeah. perfect example of that. Is, yeah. Dude started off doing graph, you know, doing his thing. I mean, obviously started off drawing and whatnot as a kid starts doing graph and then becomes this thing. Yeah. And now figure out the way, you know, and then got into tattooing. He's still making art, badass art, spray yeah. paints, all the stuff he does. He's a fucking well-known business yeah. owner, super solid dude Yeah, with those good characteristic traits. Yeah. So that's how it works. Yeah. And that's how I see the playing or the standard now is like taking all those components, the resourcefulness, they're not taking no for an answer. Those are people I trust with my story, those personalities. Those are people I trust in a room when we talk about money. Right. Like if somebody's very reserved or if they're very like shady feeling, I've learned to just be like, you know what? Maybe I'll just save this conversation for later. Right. And that's the same way we used to treat people in graph. And you can pick up on the energy from people you as can well. Pick oh, up yeah, on, right yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And yeah. so that's why like when it comes to stuff like what we're about to do here on the 10th, which is, you know, this episode would have came out after. What's the going beer on? Will become. What's on the 10th? The, oh, what's on the 10th? Yeah, what's going Mario, on? Mario, can you fill us in on what's, what's on the 10th? The art show that we're having. Oh. What's it called, dude? Call the artist make the city. Who's in the courtyard? Oh man, this over oh, here. Oh, yeah. oh, the white. You know the white the privilege. White. The oh, only white person in the show, the and, he gets, and he gets the entire courtyard, bro. Yeah. Like it's he all call, good. He calling nah, out the courtyard for real. 
I'm sorry. In Oak Park. <laughs> I'm sorry. Damn. Oh. I'm sorry, Mario's head went back to see the mouth drop. I'm sorry. You better sorry. you better drive the old school that day. Oh. We're giving you we're parking that shit in the courtyard. Oh. Don't I got the uh, homies coming, don't trip. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, so my point is, is that we're not only creating opportunities for ourselves, but we're bringing people along, right? Yeah. Because nobody else is doing it. Like all these skills from graffiti to business to art, they all come together and make this, this yeah. thing, you know what I'm saying? And I yeah. think that says something, bro, about where everybody's been in their life, where they are now, yeah. where it can be. It's natural progression. Natural. Right? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, but I think, think kind of like this whole thing is like, you know, like a quarterback's a quarterback in football, right? Quarterback's biggest asset is not its it's not his arm, it's not his legs, it's not how fit or how it's play progression. You can have a quarterback with the best arm, but if his play progression vision is not there, what is that? Him reading the field, reading every single oh, option, okay. like okay. just yeah, yeah, yeah. like okay, like if your first option dies, yeah, and he doesn't recognize second, third, third fourth, fourth yeah. and he's and he and he sucks at that, you have no value because option one will. will yeah, but you're also not shit without your offensive line either. Yeah, that too. But also that, like knowing when to run, knowing when to. That's why there's quarterbacks that barely get sacked, mm-hmm. and then you got quarterback that always get sacked is because not only, of not only the the defensive line sucks, but also their play progression sucks, and that's almost more important in the sense of like, okay, well, my defensive line sucks, so well, 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 my offensive line sucks, so what am I gonna do? Yeah, how do like, I combat that's that? How I combat, how that's how I, you use your your, your yeah. experience to know where to. But right. That's also, I mean, that's a very good point. Yeah, you know, you know that's what I'm like saying? navigating with certain people because yeah. you keep that energy yeah. and you know, yeah. you know yeah. how to move around. Right, like your prep. Like, look, like I know my threats around the city. I know the people, not threats in the sense of bodily or anything, but I know my threats. Yeah, I know who I should talk to. I know who I shouldn't talk to. I know who isn't going to be a good fit for us. I know whether, whatever. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that I tell them that. Yeah. Because there's no value in me bringing them down. Like, it would make me just as bad as anybody else. Yeah. Just because you don't fit in with what we're trying to do doesn't mean that I'm going to tell you you don't fit in. Because I could be wrong. Yeah. I could always be wrong. I'm something human. Could change, yeah. Something could change. Maybe there's something I'm not seeing. So it would be almost narcissistic of me to think, well, they don't fit with us because I'm always wrong. I'm even saying, look, to me right now, you don't seem like you fit. But I'm not gonna tell you that because that will bring down your 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 confidence. Your that confidence, would hurt you. everything that yeah. would that would You're not hurt, hurt, hurt you. People. Yeah, that would hurt you. And if I'm wrong, not only did I hurt you, but I stopped you. So then I go, you know what? I mince my words to tell people, hey, look, like right now, this, this is how it goes. But you know, keep doing your thing. The, the stuff that you're doing is great. Yeah, it just doesn't fit right here, right now, because we're doing this. I have no right to tell you you fucking suck yeah. because I could still be wrong. You know what I'm saying? So well, I, and not everybody is a good match either. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's like, why and that's about you like keeping it pure and doing it for the right reasons. You know what I'm saying? Right. You want to do it with the right people. The right people that, that I feel fit with me and, and it's gonna be a good working environment. Because again, it's just we can never be so self self consumed to think that we're just right. Yeah. Like I've been wrong a lot of times. I've been wrong a lot. A lot, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I wasn't gonna say nothing, but yeah, you know, you be wrong. I be, I be wrong, but when I'm right, <laughs> sometimes you be right, yeah. fam. When no, I'm, I'm fam, when I'm right, it's like you hit the lotto. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it helps a whole lot of people. So I go, okay, cool, no problem. 
But it's it's like you have to, as a human being or anything, you have to be able to woo yourself into a good situation. Because if you don't and you're not able to do that, then everyone is going to fuck everything up for you. You're going to blame everything yeah, on everybody else. When it's you. When it's you. When, and then when I look at you and if we're going to talk about, since we're here to talk about you, I think you've been able to woo yourself into a good situation. And it's your talent that brought you to where you're at now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So even to, to even ask, because we haven't even asked. What what caused you to just leave the substances away? What what made oh, you make fuck. that change? Because you haven't really talked about. No, that. I haven't, and I'm I'm glad you did talk about that. So we, me and Bazook actually had this conversation I think a couple of days ago about it, yeah. and didn't even really realize it was prep for this. So it goes back to graph. All the people in my life that I respected, that I looked up to, there came a point to where I had equal respect from them. Yeah. And I could see that they would talk about me to other people. It was apparent. Like, I had that. That was mine. Yeah. And then it came a point to where it's just like, oh, they stopped returning my text messages. They stopped returning my calls. Like, I go to paint by myself, but because my head's not in the game anymore, my paintings don't look good. My graph looks like shit. And, like, yeah. first I lost the respect of all the people I worked years for uh, to yeah. get it back. So that was the beginning of that negative turn from where drugs yeah. went from being fun to being like a downer, you know? Yeah. And then it came to a point to where like the family, my dad knows something's up. Mom knows something's up. The wife definitely knows something's up. Right. And so like my boss knows it's like everybody around me knew what was going on without actually being like, yo G or when they would say shit, I would just uh, like swift talk my way out of it or whatever. You know, I just blow it off. They'd just be like, all right, clearly there, there's no talking to you. So yeah. that went on for like, that was the first indicator of like, yo, this shit is actually doing detrimental damage to my life. Yeah, That was one thing I just logged, but I didn't care because it made me feel good. Then it came to a point to where it was like, I don't even want to do graph anymore because like I now need to just stay working, making money in order to provide for this habit. And yeah. so- Graph just took a back seat and that made the 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 gap even bigger between yeah. me and those people. And then when it came time to like uh one day the wife was just like, yo, uh, I'm tired of this. Either you're gonna leave without, like we're leaving without you, or you gotta figure something out. And to be completely honest with you, I was already tired of it myself. I just didn't know how to quit. And I was afraid to quit because I had already ventured down that road one time yeah i came clean to a bunch of people told them i was like i got this problem with pills and i want to get off kaiser has a medical process that they do with counseling and all that i didn't respect that process yeah so i did it for like a week two weeks saw how intense it was and was like no fucking thank you got back on a horse rode it all the way off the cliff this time right and so when it came time to get straight I was just like, the emotional part of it was probably the most heaviest part because you you actually get to see now how other people see you. And that just made me feel tiny, like yeah. the smallest, tiniest thing ever. And uh, that's the thing that I was just like, that's not going to happen to me anymore. Yeah. That right there, that yeah. smallest, tiniest feeling, that's the kicker. That's what, you know, Yeah. that's it right there. Right. And I had to like, I had to live with that for a, for a long time. Like, yeah. you know, I kind of hit out too after that. I was like, yo, I'm going to spend, 
I understand what this is going to take now. Uh, the stakes are way higher. Like I got yeah. a family now. So like this needs to work or like right. I might as well just, just be gone, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. it came a point to where like I just, everything that was me that I loved about myself was gone. And I was yeah. just like, yo, I don't necessarily want that back. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Cause it was like, it got me here. And it was like, I know there's people that I love and respect that I do want back, but I don't want back the idea that, that they love and respect. You yeah, know? yeah. I want to, let's see, not even let's see. I wonder if I could be better. Like what's that look like for real though? And to be completely fucking honest with you, when I made, when I asked myself that question, the words to a song popped up. It said, do you really want to win or just look good losing? And yeah. I was like, that's what that means. And there's a lot of people doing that right now sober. There is. And that's the thing is like, everything about drugs was fake. Yeah, for Everything sure. about the hype and graph was fake. The people I painted graph with, the time I painted with, that was real. The yeah. hype of who this person is and what they do, it's fake. It's an idea in somebody's yeah. head, but that idea can be changed and challenged. Right. Right. You know, that shit's all fake. And that's why too, when you guys asked about well, how do you feel about other writers thinking you sell out? Like, they're human beings. It can be changed. Yeah. Maybe they don't even know what they're saying no to yet. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it takes a lot to see things from that perspective. When I was able to finally start to put the pieces back together in my life, I understood the value of vulnerability. Yeah. Because, like, I'm not going to be able to go forward as a real fucking human being on planet Earth if I don't start telling the truth. Right. Like. Yeah, flat out. Yeah, I painted graffiti. I was this person. That ain't me no more. Yeah. And that's the cold, hard truth about that. Yeah, yeah. And so that was a new start, bro, like completely. And that was terrifying, yeah. you know, because I wasn't going to run to church. I wasn't going to run to like AA. I was just like, right. you know, I'm going to treat this like I treated graph. I'm going to do it my way. Yeah, I'm going to take all the building blocks that make up sobriety, but eventually I'm going to do it my way. Right. I got lucky and got counselors that were like real with me. Um, yeah. People that would just, there was like when you, when you basically, if I can, I'd like to just talk about the process. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Getting sober. Um, there's when I didn't just get sober. Uh, what I did was I went onto a maintenance program, which is called methadone. Right. And so, Methadone Clinic's a horrible place. It's like oh, worse yeah. than welfare. Yeah, there's one on in Midtown. They, I see it every time I'm on my yeah. bike to work at like 4.30 in the morning. And yeah, they're already people in outside. line. Yeah. Already so those, people inside, yeah. Those people are all, every single day, they're taking the next step into just progressing their life away from drugs. They're there because they need to be there. While still taking the drug. While still taking the maintenance yeah. drug. So you have to take methadone as you're in withdrawal. So you show up to the clinic, you get yourself to the clinic. Fuck how that happens. That's up to you. You get there and you're in withdrawal. You fill out these papers. You're like fucking, you know, like just yeah. dead on the chair. Everybody's yeah. coming in and out. You see people who are further along in their sobriety and they're just like, hey, hello. And you're just like, fuck you and everything you fucking love. Like this fucking sucks right now. Give me my goddamn yeah, liquids. Give me my drugs, fool. Yeah. Like I'm a fucking, you know, yeah. like that's day one. And so yeah. you got to go sit down with the counselor. You got to sit down with the, 
like a doctor person, you got to sit down with like three or four other people as Before you're trying. You, yeah. Yeah. As you're trying not to like withdraw all over yourself. And yeah. so that right there, if you can stomach that, that's the first like real step in getting sober. Yeah. Because that's a lot, bro. All you got to do is make a call and that shit's all over. You make one call to, to the plug and it's gone. It's gone, over. Yeah. You're back to work. All that work. Yeah. All that work. And so like, I remember waking up that day and just almost cherishing that feeling of being tiny or just respecting it at least. That's yeah. probably the better words. Respecting it is like, this is real. I can see this. This is like, this isn't going to be me. So this is what I got to do. I'm going to just do it. Like yeah. I've challenged, I've done way riskier shit than this in my life. Like I'm going to just do it. And so again, I measured it up to the things I did in graffiti. Yeah. Like I've climbed billboards that were past the highest freeway we have here in town. You know, like this, this, I can do this. Yeah. So Graf gave me the confidence to do that shit. I went first day, sat down, started just kind of looking at the lay of the land as I get my drugs. And I'm just like, this is really going to suck going forward. Like right. this is going to be my every day. Yeah. And so I get to a counselor and she's like, how much do you take this, this and that? And I'm just like, I'm still very much an addict. So I'm just like, I lie. And I'm just like, oh, I take this much and that. Cause I'm just like, what if I can just get high for free legally, like for the rest of my yeah. life, that'd be tight. Yeah. And that's another thing that was real was my confidence was gone, completely gone. It wasn't there. And so like, I needed this drug to be somebody, you know, to yeah. feel whole, at least to feel that way. And so right. fast forward a month, you go every day, you go through that every day yeah, for an entire 30 days. And that's usually where people drop out at is in the first 30 because it's, they do that on purpose. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so like 60 days comes in, it's a little bit better, you know, but like every morning you wake up sick and you got to deal with that before you go to work. Um, you know, all the regular responsibilities of being an adult come into play. Anxiety is like a new thing that I learned to live with. Yeah. Um, you know, it was just really weird. Yeah. And then 90 days in, you get what's called weekend take-homes where they give you two doses to take home for the weekend. So I did that about six months in, you get, I think you get like, uh, like a full week worth. And so you get to take a week's home. Now you don't got to come into the clinic. Every like you're day. graduating. Into you're, you're graduating. Steps. So one thing that really stuck out in my mind, and this is what made the first 60 days so hard was my counselor was like, I'm not going to lie to you. I need you to read this before we go forward. Like, the I just took the maintenance drug. I feel okay now. She gives me this thing to read, and it was a, it was a document from the late 80s or the early 80s from the leading research doctor who made methadone because it was for heroin in the beginning. And it was like his thesis or whatever that whatever that word means. And it said that this program has been structured to fit this specific disease and it works if the patient wants to really get off if they can manage to stay below a certain amount below 50 uh milligrams of methadone because going over is almost a recipe for disaster because you like you're you might as well be doing the drugs. you might as well be doing the drugs because you're tapering from but the but the thing they don't tell you is 50 is like barely getting up and living in the morning like when you take 60 milligrams of that shit, you got a pep in your step. You take 70, you could, you know what I'm saying? Like the higher, it's a, it's a drug too. So the yeah. more you take, 
So like the first 30 of that, first 30 days of that, after reading that, I didn't care what happened. It wasn't going to kill me. So I'm not going above 50. I start at 50. That was too much. I go down to like 43 is what my good point was. Right. And so she was like, we're going to keep putting together these plans. We're going to keep processing this problem. That's she kept drilling that into my head, processing this problem. And I was like, what does that even mean? So Yeah, but it's the keyword we. Yeah. It didn't make it a you problem. That's all yeah. like whenever you, it's like splitting the change. Yeah. It's like you're you're making a problem a, a team thing as opposed to just your thing. Yeah. Which is someone like you needed a I team. Needed that. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. I needed that support. I needed yeah. that crutch. Yeah. At home, the wife hates me. Yeah. Rightfully so, right? Because I rightfully so. And so like I'm going to this clinic and I'm just telling this chick like what's what, you know. And she's just like, okay, well, she what she was able to do and what a good counselor does or even just a good human being does, they don't tell you you're messing up this, this, and that. They help you come to that issue or that realization yourself by asking you questions along the path of that. So if you fast forward that lesson that I learned there with her, that's part of the basis for this podcast. It's not about me telling you why this artist is so dope. They tell yeah. you that shit by the questions I ask them. Right. And because that's a real way to communicate with people and connect. The right. most important thing is connect. Connecting, that impact, yeah. right? I saw that and didn't realize what it was at the yeah. time. And so we go through that whole thing. About a year into it, she's like, hey, I'm leaving. I'm going to the next clinic in Midtown. <laughs> yeah. Probably the one I see they, every that's time. Exa- that's the exact one she's at. And yeah. so like. She's like, uh, you're going to have a new counselor, blah, blah, blah. The state came in, bought the facility, changed. It was not good anymore. Like, it was yeah. already bad, but it got worse. And so I asked the lady at the front desk, like, yo, who's the who's the closest counselor to this person that just left? She goes, there's a guy named Mike here. Mike's a pastor. He won't preach at you, but you will probably be a good fit for Mike. And I was just like, all right, what's Mike's room number? She tells me. And I walk past Mike's room. I knock on the door. Mike allows me in. And I was like, you Dave? And he's like, no, I'm Mike. And I'm like, oh, I thought this was Dave's office. What do you do? He's like, oh, my name's Michael. I'm a pastor, this, this, and that. How can I help you? And his body language, his presentation, I said, all right, I like this dude. You know, he didn't shoo me out. He was digging into my problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, I was like, all right. A week later, I came back and I said, hey, Mike, I just want to apologize for that whole thing last week he goes were you pulling my chain i was like i kind of was and he was like all right he's like well let's get down to it no bs how can i help you and i was like i need you to be my counselor bro because the counselors that are here right now they don't give a shit there's no more progression in my treatment plan it's stalled i can feel it and he kind of just looked at me like with a cocked head and he's like you can feel that it's stalled and i was like i don't i think that's what's going on like i don't know and he's like all right let me move some things around next week. That was my counselor. Yeah. And he it's was tight. like, he was like, look, dude, like, yeah, I'm an ordained minister, this, this, and that. I'm not going to push religion on you, but something tells me you've got a relationship with God. And I was like, oh shit. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I kind of do. And so he's just like, all right, well, we can open that up. Right. And so I was just like, oh, there's another key word that I like. Open that up. What does that mean? And so like, we started having these conversations, dude. And he was like, it wasn't like him talking at me. It was me giving him a conversation 
And before he would even present any type of growth, he and of a similar conversation. And that shit right there made me feel like I could trust this dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it was real. I could, you yeah. know, at the very least he had life experience. Right. That was with mine. So again, fast forward from taking that, putting that into the podcast. Now that's what I do because that's real human interaction that I learned from them. Right. And so you stop seeing the artist as a product and as a person. Yeah. Cause yeah, that's what those counselors taught me that yeah. I kept going forward. So Fast forward about two years, whatever, three years. I walk into Mike's office one day and I'm like, I need to get the fuck out of this place. But I'm terrified to withdraw. And he looks at me and he goes, don't be such a little girl, dude. Just withdraw. And I was just like, what? And he's like, well, no, nah. he starts laughing. He goes, this you're you're not going to like, what do you think withdrawal is going to be? I was like, back on the floor again, this, this and that. And he's like, it's different. He's like, are you taking pills again? And I'm like, no, why would you ask me that? He's like, then why would you think the withdrawal is different? He's like, process the problem. You're not even in the same thing anymore. And I was like, yeah. oh, shit. And he goes, how about this? Won't you recon what it's actually going to take to do this? That's him using my words back at me, right? Or and your so, actions, because you recon the shit yeah. out of him. And so, like, uh, I started looking it up on YouTube, and it gave me hella confidence, like, yeah. to get off methadone. And I walked in. I was like, blind taper. I need to be done before the holidays. I appreciate you, Mike. I walked out. We didn't talk no more about that shit. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like they say, like, love and hate dissipates at some point, but fear lingers. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing. Confidence and fear is, like, some of the things that stop people from getting clean because just yeah. the fear of of what's coming. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a heavy, it's a heavy burden to it is, and carry. It's, yeah. And your brain automatically goes to the worst case to scenario. Worst case scenario yeah. And that's why that information yeah. is very important because it curves your next thoughts. You, you know, what's crazy. So I have a homeboy. He's a, he's a drill sergeant in the Marines. Right. So I was having a heavy ass conversation with him one day and, and he was like, look, and it was about me like questioning why they got to break down people so much. Yeah, because right? yeah. they break you down into where they make you feel tiny. Tiny, the biggest, most physically fit person yeah. in the unit will be brought down to yeah. tiny, tiny. And the thing is, is that you need to break break down that much. That's what I tell you. You won't change until you you hit rock bottom. Yeah, because at the end of the day, that's where you feel that small, and then the you change at the precipice. And yeah. he was telling me, look, here's what happens. He goes, we have women, we have guys that are just huge and physically strong. We have guys that are small. We have all these different physically attributes, physical attributes. But he goes, the, the military does not need you to be physically strong. We need you to be mentally, mentally strong. strong. Yeah. And then he, he, then he showed me a video. He was like, look, look at this video and then tell me what you see. Right. Like, okay. And it's like, you know, when they do the log, and they yeah. got to put it over yeah. and then carry it under their legs, all kinds of shit, right? And it's a big-ass log, and there's a group of five people. And he goes, tell me what you see. And I go, the guy in the front, the smallest the smallest guy is giving it the biggest effort. Yeah. And all the big people in the back were just kind of half-assing it. And the reason he was struggling in the front? Because nobody was pulling nobody the weight Nobody was pulling the weight physically because yeah. they were mentally weak. Yeah. And the guy in the front that was the smallest guy, he was mentally Strong. Yeah. And he and then the, the the drill sergeant was like and then and then he was like watch and he goes they pulled the kid from there and put him in the middle and they put the biggest guy now in the front so he didn't have to struggle as much so then when you saw the later in the video now he's just kind of barely going like this 
So at the end of the day, you can be so many things physically, but if the mind is not coincided yeah. with what you got going on, and and that's what I like, resonated when you said, I was like, damn, that's crazy because this is a conversation I had about maybe three years ago. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and it's kind of the the mind just you can't forfeit the mind and where you're at. No, you're wherever you're at and you're feeling small and you felt you needed to feel that. Otherwise, yeah. there wasn't going to be a change. And there needs to be a respect yeah. for your position. Oh yeah, you need to look around and say, "This is where I'm at." Yeah, I got here, and this that that's a rule you might people might right. want to implement because it's the same when you get into right. success. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's the same rule that I followed when I gauge people who are going to be a part of things. Like, right. it's the same thing. You got to respect. Well, Bazooka actually put it into context. He's like, I understand my position. He said that to me before. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, son, that's, let me open yeah. that up and see what that means. And yeah. so, like, let me just finish my story. Then I'm going to ask you guys some questions because I think yeah. we're getting to a good point. Anyways, when it came time to get off of, the methadone, it was it was called a blind taper. And so the liquid starts out pink, you know, like your forehead, pink. Damn. And then um, it gets lighter and lighter because <laughs> there's less methadone, yeah. methadone in it. So it gets lighter and lighter and lighter. And so I'm like waking up every day waiting, like looking around in my mind mentally, like where's this withdrawal going to come from? Like where's it at, you know, and like, fuck, I need to be ready for it, like. You know, I'm gonna start carrying baby wipes in my truck and shit in case I gotta clean myself. Like, just mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm ready for it. Yeah. Mentally, I'm prepared. I'm like, let's fucking go. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. And I know you love that that word. Um, I was like, let's like, I'm ready. Like, fucking bring right. it, dude. And so, the liquid starts to get down to almost being clear. And I'm still having counseling sessions. My mental is still going good. The family life is getting put back together now. Like, yeah. things are starting to get a little more stable. And so I go into his office and I'm just like, yo, uh, when's the, when's, when's this supposed to not get easy? And he's like, how are you feeling? I'm like, it's kind of weird. It's like up and down. He's like, all right. He's like, uh, have you been on the floor? This, this, and I'm like, no, I'm still doing everything, going to work and all this and that and like whatever, whatever. And he's like, okay, um, that's what this is, bro. Like you might feel like you have a bad cold when it gets to the very end of it and like that's it this was made for people like you who want to get off this is made it's called the best case scenario yeah that's what this is made for this is the best case scenario and i was like oh shit and so that word I put it in my brain too and i just logged it like i like everything about best case scenario yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know i'm used to dealing with the worst case scenario right in my life like let's let's explore that a little bit and so it got to a point to where I don't know what I got down to, but the bottles were damn near clear. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I got two weeks. I'm supposed to go back. Like I text him and I'm just like, Hey, I just want to let you know. I don't, I don't think I'm going to come back. Like, you know, and he's like, well, I wish you the best. I don't ever want to see you again. Like with all due respect, you know, in yeah. this place. And I was like, dude, I appreciate you so much. And like, I never lost the, the power of prayer or the, or the, just the knowing of what the power of prayer does. But I always, felt like I wasn't worthy of it at times because I was out messing around knowing what I shouldn't be doing. And so like in that time too, I really got to get back to understanding the value of outwardly processing your problems. Yeah. One of the most valuable things about prayer is you get to talk about what's wrong. 
Yeah. And it allows you to internally break that issue down and maybe see, you know, versus it just all smashing around in your head. Right. And so, like, you kind of have that conversation with yourself and God. And so mm-hmm. that taught me a lot right there. I just remembered a lot as a 30-something-year-old person, you know? And so a month goes by, and I'm I'm straight. Yeah. That 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 one month was pretty fucking rough because Justin was also like, here goes the paint shop. Now you're the lead. Now you're the only painter. Oh, shit. And I'm just uh, like, shit, this is what 130 hours of work is like. Like, oh, my God. You know, like, but again, I was like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And that's where the books start. That's where the classical music starts. That's where the painting starts. I rewinded everything in my brain and went back to that canvas. Do you truly want to win or just look good losing? Right. And like I put that into into a painting now, yeah. you know, because I needed to see that. I needed to to respect that. I needed to live with that. Couldn't forget that. And so during that time, there was a whole month of just me kind of tiptoeing around things, but with my chest out, you know, yeah. like just mentally and physically. And like I put in a lot of good pieces. And so I go home one night and uh, the wife is like, I can tell she's proud of me, right? And so she makes corn, rice, and chicken. Basic ass, you know, with like regular hamburger buns because we were broke. Regular hamburger buns that had like garlic on them and shit. Like she she, she used to make wonders, bro, when we were broke. Yeah. And so I'm eating this corn. I'm just like, oh, my God. Like it's like the first time I ever tasted corn. First yeah. time I ever tasted rice. And like this chicken is amazing. And I'm just like, what would you put in this food? And she's like, nothing. That's what you've been eating for years. Like in this apartment in the same space like my senses are coming back yeah so my taste buds are coming back and like euphoria is naturally coming back and i'm just like oh shit this is what i liked about the drugs but this is real yeah yeah so when i would experience art in my own space in my own head with music and color that euphoria would come back right so i was using it to stim to get my fix for the first bit of time but like i didn't figure out the formula yet you know yeah. what it, what i wanted to do and say and so anyways i want to make sure i say this before we move on i go back about 40 days later 45 days later and i take my id methadone card and i i walk up to the counter and the chick is like oh my god no i'm just like nah i'm straight i ain't i'm not checking back in like does mike have anybody in his office and she's like i'll see she calls him i was like don't tell him it's me so, all right, there's no one in his office. I knock on the door. I walk in. He's like, everything all right? I'm just like, yeah, bro, I need you to cut this up because I don't need this anymore. And it's yeah. the and that, that happened, bro. He took it and he got the biggest smile on his face. And he's like, cuts it up, throws it in the trash. And he's like, I'm proud of you. I was like, bro, I'm proud of me. And thank you. You know, like, I walked out of that fucking place and I never went back. Tight. And I was just like, even when I left the parking lot, I was like, fuck this. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> fuck you, bitches. Yeah, yeah, bounced out that bitch. And yeah. so, like. That that was a, a another decision point, just like when I decided to be a certain type of graffiti writer. That was yeah. another point. It was like, this feels like the same moment in my life. Yeah. As well. Well, well it's kind of like they say, like happiness is a choice. Well, there's also the part where like success is a choice. It definitely is. You get yeah. to pick that. Like you do. Like Basuka too. So like I wasn't gonna fail. Like that's a fucking choice. Yeah, it is. You know what I'm saying? Like everything we do, it's a it's a fucking choice we make. So it's it's good ones you made. So yeah, and so yeah. down the road from that same journey is when I was like, what if I could be better? What if I could be different? 
Yeah. What does what does a retired graffiti writer as an artist look like? Right? Like it just kind of started and then exploring that I met other people who didn't rub me the right way. I got bad vibes from other yeah. people who are in positions of opportunity, we'll yeah. call it, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, organizers and other things. And I was like, dude, I don't like, I don't want to do art like that under those people. Right. And that's yeah. what birthed the whole direction we're in now. But just getting back to where shit kind of took us a uh, turning point. Cause on, on Thanksgiving, I celebrate my sober day. Right. I don't know exactly when it actually is. Cause technically the drugs out of my system at whatever day. So a couple weeks later was Thanksgiving from the day I left the clinic. So yeah. Celebrated that day. And in February, there's a pandemic. Right. And it's like, yo, I remember getting to the shop and there's like no work in there. And I'm like, all the things I've been basing my sobriety around are that's rough. Are are dialing way back. And I was just like, the first thing I thought was like, I need more information on the trajectory of the next 30 days at least. I just need to get through four Fridays. And then it'll be a habit. Like I'm learning how to navigate yeah. these challenges of my own mind, right? Yeah. I sit down with Justin, we have a conversation, and I'm just like, whatever happened to those old school jobs? And he's like, we couldn't do them. And I was like, what if when you reach a certain dollar amount that's uncomfortable for you, you just pull an old school in? He's like, are you going to process that? I was like, we have to, bro. We cannot fail here. And he's like, no, I get it. But like, I just haven't had that conversation with you yet. And that relationship and when you say old school because a lot of people out there man they may not even be versed oh my bad my bad yeah you, you, you talking about cars cars yeah you're talking about yeah so i'm a kind of painter yeah i paint insurance yep. stuff which is like regular cars right regular everyday drivers but, but why but the old when you say the old schools like are these like jobs that he, he passed on yeah and now you're kind of like we need to take those yeah so there's a certain level of commitment when it comes to a full frame off restoration of a vehicle yeah so yeah. We were passing on those because of the time. We have a standard, yeah. And you can't achieve that standard if you're not focused on those cars, dude. Yeah. So, like, if you got six or seven other jobs that need to be painted during you're the week, focused, you, yeah. you can't put any time into an old school. Yeah, And no. so we had to pivot, and it was a big pivot. Like, we go from doing insurance work to doing long-term, classic, first-place stuff. And it was like... That was good, though, because it allowed everything that I was experiencing to slow the fuck down. And I remember listening to a Jocko podcast where they talk about yeah. screeching halt. I like that guy. Slow it all. I do, too. And he's like, slow is fast, you know, uh, slow is fast, fast is smooth or whatever. And I was like, yo, son, I wonder what that looks like in life. So, like, yeah. I really just started to break down everything I was doing, slow it all down. And yeah. even now when stuff gets challenging in art or in life. I, I believe in that, dude. I'm like, let's slow it the fuck down. Screeching halt. Let's take our time with it. When it comes to gauging people, challenges, that's my thing. It's like, slow it the fuck down. Yeah. Screeching halt. And let's just, ex let's take our time getting through it. Yeah. It's crazy shit. Because, I mean, and then from that, right, when, because you guys did a fucking plane in the plane middle of the too. pandemic. Yeah. We did like y'all was, yeah. was pulling planes. Yeah. They did it. You guys did a Cessna, no? A little plane. I don't know what it's called, but it's I a little. I think it was a Cessna. Plane. Yeah, it was. A, they did. A, there was a yellow one. Yeah, it was a yellow one. Yeah. and a blue one. Yeah, I don't think we had men at that time. I no. just saw it on. Uh, I think I just saw it on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. So there was. 
yeah, bro, it was it was it was uh, code red. You know what I'm saying? It was time to just get yeah whatever we could as a family, as a as a professional family. Yeah, like I I remember I go into the shop and I'm just like turn it on. I'm not gonna bitch. I'm not gonna whine. We'll figure it out. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. And so that relationship, that professional relationship, those were the building blocks of a new direction, right? Because before that, it was like, well, Gabe ain't even showing up on time because he's dealing with methadone, you know? And like, I was on the rocks. And then it was like, when I left that clinic, I was like, I wonder what this is like for real. Oh, yeah. You know, what it's like to step everything up. Let's step up everything. Like, let's step up being on time. Let's start real simple. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, and so that, it was a complete frame off restoration of myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, bro, and yeah. when it started to work, and I liked it, you know, that's where your confidence, my confidence, came back. Yeah, and so like, you follow that into a year. That's what gave me the balls to do the fucking art show, the first one. And so like, yeah, it starts real small, and that's why too. Like even that same process, we're doing it now here. Yeah, we started real small. Pick a real small group of people, keep it real small here at the shop at the space, and like yeah. let's see how it goes. And like you just build. Yeah. You build for real. Yeah. I wanted to because you've been very quiet, Mr. Bazooka too. Yeah. Do you do you do you have any uh anything you want to ask or want to point out? Or that was kind of a lot of information. I just Yeah, no, it's yeah, that was good. I'm just I appreciate it. Yeah, it's all good. He's I'm, kind of at the I'm here. I'm here listening. All right. He's being a fan right now. Oh, shit. The <laughs> fanboy. Fucking guy. <laughs> God, him a no, I'm just thinking about what you say, you know, uh, slow it the fuck down. You yeah. know, it's uh, it's back to basics. Yeah, it is. You know, it's back to basics, and it's like, wait a minute. Slow slow shit down and, yeah. and take an experiences, and, like, let's just focus on what really needs to be done. Ground zero, you Ground know? Ground zero, yeah. And that's, I'm fortunate to learn that, you know, and to respect it. Because you could know something and not implement it, not understand its value all oh, the yeah, time. For sure. And so, like, even now, like, that's, I mean, we've had this conversation before where it's like, slow it down, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, slow all the way down. And it's yeah. like, that's a very good go-to or a very good, like, Well, yeah, sometimes you got to check yourself. You know, yeah. we, we get caught up in that euphoria. Yeah. Rather, it's just like, people are filling my work or whatever. Exactly, yeah. You know what I mean? All that is self-validation, you know, and we want people to enjoy what we're doing, but there's comes a point where it's like, wait a minute, slow down. Yeah. What's, what's the main objective? What's, what's the, you know, where's the focus? What, why am I doing this? Yeah. And I did want to, at this same time, after everything's starting to go good financially, we're like, when that money started coming in, we didn't change our spending habits. Oh yeah. yeah I yeah, was yeah. just like, nah, bro. Nah, I, I remember like kind of like squatting down like to get my eagle on or whatever you want to call it. And I was like, yeah. ooh, I'm just like looking around like, ooh, this is the right move at the right time. Like, okay, yeah. you know, like I'm going to use this money to float myself like over, like I'm going to stretch this. I'm going to use it, you know, like I'm going to just let's see what it's like to be okay for a second. Right. Because everything's been a car crash before then. There was a point to where I was paying for methadone. It was like 300 bucks a month. And I was having to make that on top of the rent, food, everything else. Yeah. And so, like, and that was also one of the reasons why I decided to get off. I was like, if I do another 12 months like this, it'll be this, this, and this. You know, like, yeah. this, and I don't even want to do this anymore. Small like, math, yeah. And I was just like, all right. So, when that shit went down, it was like, okay. I even told the wife. This was the beginning of our relationship. Uh, coordination to the new 
path of it. What do you need this? What do you need to get through the month? She'd give me a number and I'd be like, all right, cool. So that's out of my check now and this other money, we're just going to save, you know? And like, you just kind of start, it was very valuable to slow everything down and start seeing where I could move the pieces up, you know? Yeah. And that put me in a different position that I had never been in before. And so like, do we still got our fucking uh, relief checks? It's tight. Yeah. Like, and that's just because haven't needed to touch them. Man, it's nice yeah. when you get to a point in life where you're like, damn, yeah. I'm not straight up check to check anymore. Yeah, like, it's not a car yeah. crash like, anymore. Like, there's money there. I don't have to use that. Yeah. That's cool. And so, like, yeah. even if it's a, a matter of, like, well, let's just stay comfortable. Mm-hmm. That text message I sent you earlier, just about staying comfortable. Like, it's not, you know, if something happens, we could just navigate it anyway. But right. what did happen also was I had to ask myself, like, what kind of artist do I want to be? Do I want to back to your question about you know, or your point about graph and art, I was like, I have enough sense to know that this is art, you know, but I also don't know how am I going to, my, my idea became like, how do I break into the Sacramento art scene? How do I infiltrate it? How do I crack it wide the fuck open? And I just remember thinking like, whoa, I know where I don't want to go because I met those people. So let's start looking for similar faces, you know? And like, I started reaching out to other people, but what was happening on the other side was like I was having this roller coaster of of like I will call it success, but it's emotions of like, yeah, am I gonna be this? People are liking my shit on Instagram. Like you start navigating this whole other components of things or just box of components. Right. And I think if we could get a little bit into your story, you were navigating Bazooka, you were navigating the same thing where you would see like really positive feedback. But the downside of that or the other side of that is you also see people not respecting your work, but they want the same feedback. So they start mimicking what you do. Oh, shit. Yeah. And so they were copying his work. They still copy his work. And so you have to learn to either to manage those emotions that naturally come Mm. with that. And I was kind of having to do that, too, because not everybody understood what was going on with me. I am painting a little bit on the weekends doing like illegal stuff with the homies, like under a bridge or whatever. But that was yeah. like once every four months. Right. And so like, I just was trying to find my place amongst all these new components. And so before we get into like the next step, I wanted to talk with you bazooka about like, what was that experience like for you? You were never an artist. You never considered yourself an artist. You just started to, to do things. Right. And, like, there came a point to where you started to see real results from things. But there's a flip side to that. Definitely. What De- was that flip definitely. side? You want to talk about it? Or? Well, yeah, we can talk about it. It was, um, fuck, I mean, it, it, I think especially for me at that time, that's why it was really rough because yeah. I was in my low. Yeah. You know, um, and and I was getting pissed. Like, I called, yeah. I called, I straight up called a few people out. Like, hey, dude, you're playing me too close or whatever, yeah. you know. And I would tell some of my friends that they're like, damn, dude, you, you should probably chill. And I'm like, well, I mean, I understand imitation. You know, we, yeah. we're all imitating something to some degree, you know, and and I mean, that's just how it is with music, with art, with everything. Everything came from something, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's the difference between imitation and emulating. Oh, for, yeah, sure. for sure. No, no, for sure. Yeah. And that's just it. And so, like, for me, in, in the realm of art, you know, classification that I was in, yeah. you know, that scene, um, 
a lot of that stuff just gets celebrated. You know what I mean? To where, yeah. and, and it could be me and my age. I'm just like, fuckers, you got to put in the work, you know, yeah. what I mean? you got to earn certain things. And so, um, I always treaded lightly. I never, I, I mean, I couldn't even try to copy somebody's stuff if I wanted to, cause I suck. You know what I mean? Like I just want to do my own thing. And so there, but there was, again, there was definitely people that had influence on me, yeah. you know? And, and one of them is like a huge influence to me and we have become friends and I'm super yeah. stoked on the guy. Um, and he recognizes that in me because I purposely like, okay, I did a, um, a skateboard that I wanted to make him something cause he had such an impact on, on my view of art, yeah, you know, and, and just Which is he, hella valuable. Yeah. Phil Leonard, Sirium dude, yeah. killer. And so, um, and so I wanted to make him something like a tribute, you know, and I actually, I still have the first board. You probably, you saw it. It's, uh, did the first one probably like year and a half, two years ago, maybe. And, um, I was onto something, but I purposely like sort of took some of his moves cause I wanted to make it for him, Yeah, yeah. you know, and it just wasn't good enough. I didn't like it. So I didn't send it to him. Yeah. Um, and so I waited and I just kind of fine tuned it and I was, and I felt like, okay, cool. I'm actually going to like going to straight up jack some of his stuff yeah. and post it, but yeah. I'm going to, but he doesn't know I'm sending this to him. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so I thought that was kind of a cool move because, and I sent him like a little letter with it or whatever. I was like, Hey man, thank you for everything you've done for me. Cause yeah. if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't, it wouldn't have opened that door for me to go down that path. Yeah. You know? And so I understand like it and, and it's super cool that if I influence anybody with what I'm doing, fuck, that's hella cool. Dude. I yeah, should not is. be mad at that at all. Yeah, right. You know, but when I was in my low and, and negativity is a factor, I'm like, fuck that. You know, I'm all mad about it. But now I'm just like, wow, dude, maybe it's my, maybe I should educate some of these people like, Hey dude, don't do that shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, what are you doing, yeah. man? Like, but, but I think some people do it for their own reasons, you know, like me making my stuff was like challenging myself. Yeah. You know, some people are doing it just for the gram, straight up, dude. I'm going to say it. They're doing it just for the gram, and they validate off those likes and all that stuff, and they don't mind straight up copying someone because they don't have their own originality, Mm. you know? And and that, for me, was a bit of an issue, so... um, It was an issue in what way? Mentally? For me, yeah. I took it personal. Take Okay, there you go. Fuck yeah, I took it hell personal. Like, don't you stepping on me like that. Like, I was mad. But now I've chilled out a lot, you know, I'm kind of sort of back to where I should be. And I'm just like, okay, cool. I'm not going to put that much energy into it. And I'm just going to, but I always kind of wiggle around. I mean, if you followed me long enough, you'll see my things that I do will kind of shift and change and I'll go in different directions. Now I'm going in a whole nother direction, down a whole nother path. And I'm just like, but I'm not doing it to evade anybody. I'm not doing it to impress anybody. I'm doing it just straight up because I want to, I have this itch that I cannot scratch and I have to, I have to get to that. So the reason why I asked you to explain that is because that's the process I was going through all those emotional ups and downs and learning how to deal with different new people in the mix. You know, for five years, it had been six people I dealt with. Mm-hmm. And now there's like this platform, there's this, or there's like Instagram and you can mm. do all this man, like art, whatever the fuck and people. And Well, you and I've talked, I mean, you, it was a lot all at once yeah. for you. And it, it was crazy. And it was crazy timing too. Cause like, as I was coming out of my shit, yeah you're doing your thing. And so it's like, it's like perfect. It lined up perfectly. dude. It did. And that's, that's a fast forward. But what I'm saying is like, I resonated with your story so much because it just explained where I had just came from. Right. And I didn't understand that other people do that too. And that's kind of the position you take when you have a certain attitude about things, mm-hmm. Right. you know, it's not even so much like when, when you're not the copy dude, mm-hmm. you know, like there's a way, and I wanted to say this, a long time just because I I came to the conclusion this really helped me 
there's a difference between being inspired by somebody and then just straight up taking their shit and using it until it's no longer a benefit to you and then you just throw that shit away. Right. Inspiration should be the beginning of the race. Yeah. Your own different race. That's where you start at, and you take it in a whole nother direction. Yeah, and it's okay to be inspired to start there, but don't run right behind them in the race. It's a, it's a slippery slope, dude. Because now, and I feel like social media is a has a lot to do with it. That. Does yeah, you know, because there's so much things out there you can look at. So I mean, if I'm putting something out there on the internet for people to look at, I I can't say shit. I can't no, get no, I can't mad if someone like, tries to copy it. And and getting over that part. Is difficult when it's brand new, but right. but but th- but as a creator and somebody who cares about their artwork and yeah. is really like digging deep, ultimately all I wanted to do was impress the people that inspired me. Yeah, yeah. You know, impress the people I respect. Yeah. You know, now you get other people doing it for their own reasons. Maybe they're just having fun. Maybe they just really just yeah. want to have fun. They're like, oh, that's cool. I want to do that. That looks yeah. fun. You know, and they see no wrong in it. Right. No you know, at, at the time I might have taken it maliciously like, oh, fuck that. They're just doing it for this. But maybe they're just really just having fun and they want to be a part of something. Well, that's yeah. You know? Right. And that's another good point because that's you start to gauge or you start to realize there's two different classes of artists or multiple classes of artists, people that treat art different ways. There's people like you and me that it's intense for us because there's a lot of emotion and time put into it, right? And it comes from a different place. Then there's other people that are like, I like that. That got a good response. I'm just going to try it. And it's like, oh, yeah, dude. it feels disrespectful, but it's almost not that big of a deal at the end of the day. I it's could, really not. I could show you some examples if I haven't already yeah. to where I, there's some people that follow me and, I, and I'll, sometimes I'll look at them. I'm just like, wait, what? Yeah, like, yeah. straight yeah. up copy paste. I'm like, wow, dude. Like, yeah. And to yeah. me, I'm just like, well, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. That's not even on my radar. So it just, but it just shows you like, wow, people are into it for their own reason. Yeah. yeah. Well, the same thing happens with like photography because I've had people that hit me up and go, hey, man, Mario, like, uh, I want to just kind of start taking pictures. And like, what kind of camera do you recommend I take? Like, oh, well, you should take this one as like a lower end. It's not so complicated. You could really learn. Mind you, they know nothing other than they like taking good pictures. Right. Yeah. Right. Or they want to, they think they have an eye for it, so they want to start doing it, and they see maybe someone like me doing good at it, mm-hmm. right? And then I give them, hey, this is what you could do, and then give them a few pointers. You know, don't you don't want to send somebody out naked, you know? And then fucking a week later, you you see a post on Instagram, hey man, uh, taking in, uh, working, want to work together with some people? May hit me up, thirty five dollar shoots. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm sitting there like, wait. That is completely different from what you told me you were gonna do. But yeah. not only are you are you going about it the wrong way, you haven't even had the camera for that long. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're charging people for it. Yeah. And you're charging people an off the wall price. Now you're fucking up my industry that that made that has made a living for me. Yeah. And that to me is the biggest, most utmost level of disrespect. Yeah. That's a dick move for sure. It's a yeah. dick fucking move. And yeah. I go like, no, fam, you there's steps you need to take. And I think with everything, right? Like we, you know, there's steps you need to take. There's a lot of respectful things you need to learn about what you can and can't. Even in photography, there's things you shouldn't be doing. I do, and yeah. I see it all the time. I see photographers that take pictures of homeless people. Yeah. That is the worst thing that you could do as so, a photographer. So one day something kind of like, I had a realization one day when is this the abduction story? No, this is different. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead. No, I had Damn. a real, I had a realization one day when uh, 
it was actually, I think, one of the meetings for the show that we're having in September. Yeah. And we're sitting here, we're all kind of talking, and we were talking about, like, birthdays in September and June yeah. or whatever. And I think you and I both have, like, a birthday in June. Or no, it was no, Be- May. Be- Be- Bezer and I had a birthday in June, and, yeah. you're, and you're in May. And I was thinking, mm-hmm. and I instantly kind of looked around the room. I was like, oh, dude, wait a minute. You're old as fuck. I'm like, I'm the Damn. oldest dude in the room. You are. You're the oldest dude probably yeah. in town. I know. Damn. Close, close, close. But, but, but realizing that I was like, wait a minute, dude. So I have really made me think a little bit differently about social media. Cause like yeah. here we are just sharing, you know, pictures and videos and people are in my DMS. We're chatting, talking shit, messing around. Right. People ask me questions or whatever. And my first, and so I actually had this conversation with one of my other friends I was like, you know, I think it's a generational thing. Cause just like Mario, how you were just saying like, yeah. no man, you got to put in the work. Right. Yeah. You got to do, you got to, there's a starting point. You don't just yeah. earn that shit, yeah. but that could be a mentality. Yeah. You oh, know what I mean? Is. Cause like we're older, you right. know, you and I are very close in age. So you're right. old as fuck too. Oh, okay. I'm 43 yeah. though, but I look, Oh, you're so fucking old, dude. <laughs> you guys are old. You look, look way older, bro. I look good though. My skin <laughs> don't, my skin don't, 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 don't age like yours. <laughs> That's cold. Damn. Damn. So I'm just playing, man. Let me get some ice for that this, burn. Damn. This fool was fucking planning that shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, like, hey, keep talking. Keep saying. So, but I, I, but I really yeah. do feel like it's a generational yeah. thing. Completely. Dude. You know I, what I mean? And, yeah. and so it's how do you... How do you educate people on that without saying, oh, with because it could really come across as derogatory, like, oh, your generation, yeah. everybody got a trophy. Yeah. You, you grew up with social media and, and, and everything. We're, we didn't yeah. grow up with that. I think, I, I do think that there is like. Entitlement, I guess. Is right. That the, There's a level of entitlement. There's, then you have exception to the rules, right? Like the norm is, hey, bro, like you got to take the steps and you got to do this. And then you got exceptional people that are just good mm-hmm. and everything that they touch. That's not to say that I've not met someone that goes, hey, Mario, I, want, I really want to learn how to take pictures. Uh, what's a good camera to take? And then I see their, like, starting work, quote, unquote, air quotes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker don't know what he's doing. Yeah. Right. Not, the, the, don't know what he's doing in the sense of, like, he don't know what he got going. Like, he's really good. Yeah. yeah. Now, and is that someone you want instantly want to help out? You're like, Automatically. Yeah, you see it. In automatically that. go yeah. like, oh, bro, like, let me, yeah. like, you're probably going to be better than I am. Yeah. You Straight know what up, I'm saying? Dude. And give him that good energy. And that's, give him that that's, good energy that's because cool, what a, a good photographer is good for me. Right. Because then you're not, because there's a lot of times when people think of uh, wedding photographers, they're almost compared to used car salesmen. Mm. Some some of them are just creepy as fuck. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then, but then there's there's been a change where like mostly women are now doing photography. They're the ones doing the family shoes. They're yeah. taking they're taking pictures of babies and also. And then you see the dudes. You see what they're doing. They're taking pictures of women in in yeah. lingerie. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. doing all this shit like different shit. Not to say that women don't do that, but a lot more of the men go a different route. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like me, I've made I made it a point not to take pictures of women in that way you know what i'm saying um but not to say again to go back to say like there is exception to the rules that there is people that should be told what kind of camera get but because there is a talent and they are not and they are respectful of it and they are going to do what they're supposed to do you know and those people all you can do you can't even educate them because they're already so good all you got to do is kind of like go like this push stay yeah. this way and if you do yeah. it this way right none of this other dumb shit that happened to me is going to happen to you yeah, yeah and yeah. that's and so it's yeah. almost like you can take the camera out of the equation and yeah. just use it on like way you move right because you know? i've you know there there's people on my instagram that you know they ask me questions and whatever and they reach out want to show me their stuff and that's hella cool you know what i mean i'm always like i'll, right. I'll be assertive to that you know and there's yeah. certain people that i'm just like hey dude no matter what do it for yourself yeah you know what i mean do it for yourself just 
don't do it for any other reason other than yeah. just do it for yourself because yeah. so, so many people get caught up in that and wanting to do it for likes and right. really focusing on that right. you know but that but it's by design right you know because even even i've made that 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 thing where i was like so and not to offend the 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 retired veteran oh, bomb shit. graffiti writer right Fuck, what do you but there have been times right where i've wrote rode my bike through town mm -hmm. and I go, and this is just me because if I wasn't the way, if I didn't think the way I thought, I wouldn't be good at the things that I'm good at. Right. Not to say that I'm good at everything, but the things that I put time into, mm -hmm. I'm good at that. So I'm riding and I go, and I look at some of the shit and I go, damn, I was better than that when I even wasn't that. Yeah. Where it was just something that I was looking at and it, and it impressed me and I wanted to try it. And I go like, damn, but like, what the, f who's, who's, who is he at? Like, who is he under? Yeah. Like, who's teaching him? Right. And I want to see, because even though I'm not a writer, I can still appreciate a good, I know what a good tag is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, either they're still learning. Right. And then you start to recognize like, oh shit, they're all over town. Mm -hmm. Wait, if you're getting up like that, you've been around for a while. Yeah. Like your technique is kind of weird to me, but I, I, it is what it is. But it, I go like. But it's not like I hit up him. Hey, hey, bro, like, what kind of marker should I buy? Because I already know what to do with that. I already know what yeah. kind of paint I need to get. I need, I used to make my own markers, right? Out of fucking chalkboard erasers. Well, do you feel like <laughs> do, do you feel like what you saw? You felt. I mean, obviously, you felt like it was it wasn't very good. You know. Yeah. It but wasn't you're good. but you're comparing that to things that you know as good by growing good. up in the nineties and fucking this San Francisco, yeah. bro. So right. that's a thing. So do you think that's a generational thing? Because do you do completely? You, I think yeah, it's have a, these, yeah. have the younger generations yeah. coming in and doing things differently. And it's for the same reason that I don't go around saying, oh, yeah, well, I can tag. Right. You never hear me say that shit. I just, oh, well, you know, I, you know, I do my thing. But I go, I'm not calling Gabe like, hey, bro, like, uh, you think that, uh, what do you, what, you know what I'm saying? I ask him questions to push me to do that. I'm mm -hmm. fucking 43. That'd be dumb as shit. You know what I'm saying? But there's people out there that are still trying to reinvent themselves mm -hmm. and they go after what seems to be the next thing. People want an identity. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's like, dude, I've, I've gotten 50 year olds that go like, hey, uh, I really love being in your space. Like, what would it take for me to do this? I don't know, fam. If you haven't figured out what it takes to do this at 50, it takes work. Yeah. Like, it doesn't take somebody to tell you. It takes... And a lot of those also people see you doing it and they're like, oh... I could do that. Oh, that's cool. I want to yeah. do that. Yeah. You know? So I think you guys just proved the point about where we started this conversation is about the people that come before you are able to pour into you. Yeah. Right. Oh, and sure. so when that's gone, when that pouring into is gone, that's why you see stuff that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because there's nobody reinforcing them. There's nobody telling them, yeah. yo, that looks like trash, son. Like, yeah, you need to straighten this people, up, straighten people, that people, up. People, you know, yeah. they need, people need to be schooled. Yeah. And yeah. This, this climate we're in, too, it doesn't allow... Yeah. For direction to be given without offense being the right. first thing that pops people's mind. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, yeah. Well, because you know what's funny is that, you know what's funny is that the even the, what put the bug in me to even start writing was this homeboy, the leader of, of the crew was, um, his name is Abraham, right? And he was like, hey, bro, you, I heard you could write with both hands because I'm ambidextrous. Ooh, sick ass fool. And I didn't he know was, that. And he was like, he was like, bro, you can tag with both hands if you wanted to. Yeah. And so then it got that in me. I was like, oh, wait, you mean that I... So in my, my, my cocky ass shit, yeah. you know what I mean? I was like, you mean I could be better than everyone? Yeah. yeah. So I, 
That's fine. But, but yeah, not yeah. but not better than anyone's like, hey, fuck you. It was like, oh, because that's the level of intensity that I came with. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like that's that's the now when when you deal with me, that's you don't I don't treat you like that. Yeah, yeah. It's just that I need to be that to be successful. No, because I, 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 and you I know understand what I'm I understand that yeah. headspace. It's like yeah. that's what I'm saying, is like that's the most valuable thing that I still take from graph aside from the fundamentals yeah. of what graffiti is visually yeah. or aesthetically, right? Yeah. The other thing is the intensity of it. Right. Like you shouldn't see my work copied four and five different times in the same direction. Yeah. One of the ways we used to judge people on that you don't know yet is like, okay, Instagram wasn't out when I started writing graffiti. Yeah. MySpace wasn't out. None of this shit was out. And I'm like the last generation that got to use Krylon, Ultra Flat Blacks with the fucking aluminum dollar cans. The last generation to like really geek out on art yeah. crimes and shit. Like the internet was just blooming at this time. You right. know? And so like there was a lot of on in the in the street experience you had to get before you could even yeah. attempt any of that shit. And so when it comes to keeping the positive things out of graph, that intensity, that ownership, that earning is one of those things. But my bad, I hella forgot my point. Um, what I was when when you can't judge somebody face to face, you look at their letters. And if you could see a natural progression in their letters, like, okay, I see where that turned into this, to this, to that, you can see the touch like math. You show your work, right? When you yeah. can see that, yeah. you say, okay, this person's been on a trajectory and they've earned this spot versus like, oh, they just checked out Bazooka Tooth and copied it. Like, yeah, that's different. Yeah, that's you can very see that. Different. Can tell, yeah, yeah, so when you when you talk about keeping like core values and principles, I think that's probably one of the most important things we share from right. our upbringing is yeah. those types of things. So you just remind me of something. So there's, um, like I said before, there's people that have definitely had influence on me. Yeah, you know, um, I had a guy sent me a post of a of someone else that paints. You know, yeah. someone else I really admire. Yeah, and sent me um a, a something that guy painted. And was like, hey, man, I can't help to think this dude's copying you. Yeah. And I was like, no, dude. Damn. No. I was like, not at all. I said, yeah. that person has been around a lot longer than me. Yeah. And has definitely had influence on me. And that person inspired me. So if anything, you're looking at my work thinking that dude's copying me. Really, I probably copied get, him in the get beginning. Get it correct and know yeah. that that dude had an influence on me. Yeah. You know? And so... But that's just me being honest. Yeah, it is. You know, right. so 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 many people get caught up in the likes game that they'll do yeah. something, they'll do something they've seen someone else do, and they'll copy it, and they're not going to give a shout out like, "Hey, this is like right. inspired by so and so." Yeah, you know, yeah. doc style or whatever. You know what I mean? They're not going to do that. You know, yeah. but maybe they don't know to do that. Maybe they're so new to the game they don't know to do that. And then, like, mm -hmm. their grandmas and their aunties and shit are like, oh, my God, you're amazing. How would you do that? Yeah. And they're all caught up right. in it. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, cool. And they're going to continue to do that because they got some sort of recognition. So, you know, like, that brings me to back to the storyline. That's where you said people get caught up in the likes and then this and that. I remember thinking, like, graph is way bigger than these 10 likes or these like this this thing that I'm posting yeah. is Hell way yeah. bigger than this amount of reaction it got out, out of but people can't feel that they can't see that yeah. and that's where the ideas that's where the like when you see graph in person in a tunnel one of the things every single writer does when they go to a spot yeah. that's a well traveled spot or a well painted spot is they walk the spot 
If you go to a train yard, yeah. you walk the entire train line yeah. first, put your shit down, walk the line. That's yeah. doing two things. You're reconning the best spot for yourself, but you're also seeing what you're up against because what just yeah. came into there, yeah. right? And so, like, you can see where somebody's a sloppy-ass painter, but in the yeah. picture, it looks yeah. good. Yeah. You can also see when there's somebody, like, fucking stew, and it looks like a sticker. All of it looks like a sticker mm-hmm. in real life and in the picture. Yeah. And it's like, you can see all that. That has energy. There's reaction to that. That piece holds its own impact in the space right. it's in. And so, like, that's one of the reasons why graph is so intense, you know, because of the way it's seen. Yeah. And I was like, yo, this is how art needs to be, like, sold as a product, like, outside of. Well, that's, but that's what I, that's what I've been trying to say even when I've talked to people about things. It's got, like, the way people experience art has changed completely. How so? Because, look like this. Somebody can have a, a two-month exhibit. Yeah. Right? At a gallery that's presented. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And then they go. But then it's just stuff is just sitting there. Yeah. And then at some point it peaks. Like anything. You work out, you peak, you need to change the workout. You had a gallery for two months or a month, it peaks at a certain point. And Pl- then it plateau. It plateaus and then you're done. Yeah. And then unless you reinvent it while that's happening, then that that part of your life is gone and you got to restart. That's why people always feel like they're restarting because they're not they're not noticing the plateau. Yeah. Like, again, so, yeah, this art show may only be on a fucking Saturday, but shit may have potentially already sold. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah, we almost, yeah, there's yeah. Like two pieces. Yeah. Already, so three, yeah. actually. Potentially already sold. Yeah. But it's only one day, Right. It's because what's happening is people are wanting things quicker, right? Boom, I'm here. It's here. It's in my face. Fucking dope. I had a blast. I had my drink. I experienced experienced something because we're not putting on a gallery. Yeah. That's not what the fuck we're doing. We're giving you an experience of what art is supposed to be. Art is supposed to be a level intense and community. Yeah. This is why gangs are very successful, because they give you something you're missing, which is community. Yeah. Whether it's good or bad, it's neither here or there. That's not what we're talking about. Yeah. What we're talking about, we are giving you an experience so that you can be like, oh, shit, I'm a part of something, whether you do art or not. Yeah. Because the artist needs the people that consume the art. It's 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 never twofold. It's never onefold. It's twofold, because if people that do art but nobody likes to view it, then what the fuck has art got to do with anything? Yeah. Right, so yeah. you have to have the the consumer, and the consumer doesn't want to. Yeah, you may have, you may make plans to go, but then that's where it ends because well, I'm there for a month or two months, and then okay, well, I'll figure out my next step when that's done. No, because you're supposed to overlap your the opportunities yeah. that you make for yourself. So that's why these kind of art shows that are quick and done, you provide a vibe, boom, 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 boom. That's why when I saw Bazooka Two thing, I was like, Nah, fuck that. You can be the anchor. Yeah. You still need to be a part of it because you're the anchor of the whole thing. Yeah. Like you're providing the vibe, you're providing the light. Yeah, essentially, the at that point, yeah. yeah. Like you're like, well, wait a minute, well, this got nothing to do with that. Yeah, it has everything to do with everything. It provides you an environment, and that's what art is supposed to do. Like when you walk into an alley that's filled with filled with murals, if yeah. it was only one mural there, what would happen? Oh, well, there's only one mural. You go to Balmy Alley in, in San Francisco. It's an experience. Yeah. But you're also providing, like, you know, you, you said the vibe because each yeah. artist pre- presents their own vibe. You right. Know, we all have our own identities yeah. and have our own uh, ways of doing things. But creating a space 
and right. a positive, like, oh, this is a cool vibe. You know, yeah. you get the right people aligned, right. doing the right thing at the right time right. with the right people behind it. It should yeah. be a good time. Yeah. You know, you know and, and at the end of the day, I think, I think we've, we'd figured out one thing, right? That when it comes to art and how it's changed, you know, whether we may agree or not, there is an opportunity that everyone is providing for themselves. Yeah. Because it's so short span that you can actually talk to people. Yeah. If you do it right as an artist, you're talking to people. And, and it creates a conversation of not only one person in one gallery. It's, it's a conversation like, wait, like how, how are you guys able to work together? All these people are gonna, like, artists are not supposed to be this selfless. Yeah. Because there's a level of narcissism that happens when you're an artist. You have to kind of be that way, too, yeah. if you want to be successful or have a level of success. But you also have to be able, because of how things have changed, you have to be able to collaborate because you got to adapt or you're done. Yeah. Right. Right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, and again, like with these things that we're doing here, I think, like, again, like Pasuka 2 said, like, there's, there's, you got to have the right people. Yeah. And then, even when you find out that the right people are not a part of it, then you go, okay, well, then we revisit. Yeah. And then we do it again. Like me, like my idea is like, okay, I'm going to sacrifice my photography because I want to see if this shit works. Yeah. But my thought process is like, well, for the next one, it's not just going to be my photography. Yeah. Because I'm not consumed like that. Yeah. Right. I go, well, how many more photographers can we bring that are bomb as fuck? Yeah. That exactly. are better than I am. That can provide a, a, a different different debt. You're talking about on the next one? On the next one. Okay, cool. I know yeah. a couple, I know a couple That's photographers. What I'm, Hell yeah. Right. So and I'm and I'm looking at the point like, well, the equation is more important than the than the common denominator at that point. The entire equation. Ooh, that's scientific as fuck, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, the common denominator, I'm just saying now. But it, it's like the common denominator for me is the space. We are Sacramento, right? Yeah, yeah. We may not be popular. We're not popular. We're not a household name. But when you come here, your money your money doesn't get fucked with. Yeah. You're, you're able to make something. I don't know if it'll pay a light bill or something, but you're able to pay something. Because we're not, like, we don't take anything. We are actually becoming part of it. Like, yeah. hey, look, I'm into this this much, and then we'll split it. Bro, for me, like, I, when Gabe and I first met, my yeah. thing was, like, I was at a point where I'm just like, cool, like, people like my stuff on Instagram, but I really yeah. feel like it needs to be seen in person. Yeah. You know, on online, yeah, I mean, does. there's some yeah. things, there's some things online that just doesn't do it justice, right. you know? And so I just felt like, and I'm not saying that's me, but I do feel like there's certain highlights of the work that I do that can be better appreciated in person. In person. Yeah. You know? And so it's for, for you guys to be able to provide this thing and like, and, and bring me in with it. It's super cool for me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that, that to me is more important than like, Oh, I sold this or I sold that. I don't really care about yeah. that. Yeah. You know, if I sell something, that's, that's really yeah. cool, dude. I appreciate it. And it helps me pay for some of the materials that I just oh, yeah. fucking spent money well, cause on. It, Cause yeah. it could have been like, well, you can't collab with someone. So you can't be a part of it. It's like, nah, it's still important for you to be a yeah. part of it. Like that, that wouldn't have been uh that's still like you. Sh you still belong here at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? So cool. appreciate it. I appreciate you being here. For the sure. The other thing was like, there's this weird formula of things that are coming together. Mario has the space and the experience of throwing nicely put together, well put together things. Mm -hmm. And then like me being a painter for half my life, I understand that the sun is the ultimate judge when it comes to the paint. You don't yeah. match a car inside. Right. You know, you match it you in match the, sun, car, the sun as the customer is going to see it. Right. The sun is ultra pure white light. It's the most purest form of light. So that's the final judge. So when it comes to you as a product slash artist, Instagram is not where you gain your impact from. It's what you are, have already been doing. But going forward, 
you need to be in the sun. You need to maximize your impact as a product. Like, I hate calling it product, but that's what we see. That's what it, it is. Right? Yeah. That's what it is. Right. That sun is going to tell all, yeah. good and bad. Right. Yeah. Luckily, you're fucking crazy, yeah. so there's really not a whole lot of bad in there. Yeah. Because you just tweak on that shit and get it yeah. good. But yeah. I don't think anybody else who's not in this in these shoes would understand that. Now, there are a few other people in these shoes, like, you know, the art of low riding and shit, other people that put things together, but yeah. it's not a common thing. And I think that's what he means by saying, would you say the equation is bigger than the common denominator? The, yeah, the full equation is bigger because everybody's like, well, what's the common denominator? I was like, yeah, well, fuck the common denominator. Yeah. If you don't have the rest of the numbers, you're, there's no common denominator. And that, and that all comes right. to changing the focus from making money to the impact. Yeah. You know, we all do this like... Just to get a little bit into the business side of this, and it's the it's the mitigating risk, the graffiti part two is like, are you coming out of pocket, Mario? You, you're the venue. Are you coming out of pocket in a major way for this space, or have you developed a formula to cover the cost of a lot of those things? Yeah, I mean, you know, I just got to bring my seven Samoans from the city, and then we take care of things. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> just playing. I guess, I guess, you know, partially for me, like, I always try to like i don't even want to think about numbers on no, on, on the artwork no, that i'm can't. making just because and i say that because you know early on i was sort of uh in this thing to where i was making these little mini mini skate deck bottle openers straight up fucking like man cave art and i was cranking yeah. these things out and i was selling yeah. them for super inexpensive and it was like a trendy thing to do i feel like maybe at that time and i just like but i caught myself and i was like no i don't want to do that i want just i want to learn i just want to be good at what I want to do. Yeah. You know, so I really like hit the brakes on stuff and just really started focusing on, on my craft, you know? And then of course, along the way I picked up some, uh, some commissions and whatnot. And I was doing a skate deck for uh, this tattoo artist. He's in like, he's in, uh, France, I believe. Damn. That's and, fancy. Um, hella fancy. You're so fancy. Yeah. Damn. Pretty much. Um, but, and so I was doing, uh, I was doing the skateboard for him based on something else I'd already done. He's like, Oh, yeah. I love this style. And it was yeah. right around the stimulus time. You know, people yeah. were buying, I was, yeah. people were selling or people were buying artwork, which was great. And, um, I remember I was doing this, the center panel of this thing and it was lace and I wanted to do a different type of lace. Cause I don't want to do it exactly the same as something else he wanted. I wanted to do it differently, you know? And I spent all this time laying this thing out, doing it, yeah, sprayed it put it on my, and everything I'm doing in the moment is on my timeline of yeah, my, yeah. on my IG. Right. And, and it was funny, the reaction, cause people were watching, they're like, Oh yeah. You know, heart eyes or fire yeah, yeah. emojis, oh, whatever. Yeah. And then I got to the point where I'm peeling the tape, I'm looking and it shows the lace and everyone's like, yeah, cool. And then the next thing is me wiping it off. Yeah. And everybody's like, what the fuck dude? Why? I love, no, I really like that. And I was like, I didn't like it. Yeah. And people Damn. were like, dude, like that was really cool. I was like, thank you. I appreciate that. But I wasn't feeling it. And, right. you know, oh, I would have bought that. I was like, it wouldn't have left my house, dude. No, yeah. I have to like what I'm doing. Yeah, I have to enjoy it. The focus. And so somebody had asked me, like, dude, how much time did you spend on that? And I told them, they're like, well, fuck, but how much you quote them on the price? And I hooked them up on the price, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I don't care about the time. I don't care about the time frame. I gave that dude a dollar amount, you know, uh, what it's going to cost. I'm going to honor that. Yeah. If, if I keep changing it and putting more time into it because of my own likings, that's yeah. on me, dude. So that in that moment, I was just like, it's not about the hours. It's about the energy I put into it. And I have to yeah. somewhat like what I'm doing. Oh, for sure. You know, uh, you definitely do. And I think that's, that's where the long game comes into play. Like again, if, if Sire was thinking like, yo, geez, letters are shit. You know, all I got to do is get his letters good. And then he's good. Like this was a friend I made right. for life, yeah. you know? And like, 
you make a commitment to your audience as an artist that you're going to do right by the standard, you know, yeah. your standard for life. And yeah, it's like for sure. all these previous experiences, I think, have helped. No, they most definitely have helped lead to like where we are now. And I'm going to just say it that we're not only in a position to help ourselves. You know, Mario has a platform. I have a podcast. Like he's helped me a whole lot. And uh, we're able to put other people on who have actually been doing art longer than me because of the skills and the tactics I've learned from the street, you know, the street work and stuff, the graph, the people, body language. Just you learn all these different things that if you can channel them right. into another battlefield, like they fucking work. This one day art show is the equivalent of like a fucking smash and grab or like hit and yeah. run tactics. Like, yeah. you know, we're not Midtown and we're so fucking proud of that. Yeah. Like keep Midtown beautiful. Keep doing it. Yeah. All great. But this is that new shit. Like, yeah, and then and that the other thing, then and also like, don't run around saying that being shown in a gallery or having a a, a gallery showing that makes is legit, and then everything else isn't. No, and because you know it, what I'm saying, ultimately, when you start talking about the business side of this, where you have two very fine different lines that you walk as an artist yeah. when you're selling things, creativity does not give a shit about business. Right. Business right. doesn't give a shit about your creative passion. No. Nope. So when you start talking about that shit. The actual gauge that yeah. you're gonna use, that shit couldn't could and will limit you from other opportunities right. or not. Like when you talk yeah. about like you gotta be able to see the hype of something versus the actual dividends of it or the fucking money. Back in the day, I used to meet graffiti writers that were up, that were sick, yeah. dope styles. Everything about it was tight. And I'd meet the person and they'd be just such a dick. And I'd just be like, bro, don't you know I'll lay you on your fucking back right now? Like yeah. And you yeah. just want to treat me like a fucking chump. You don't even know who I am, where I come right. from. And it's right. like, you're just a bad person. Like, yeah. you get disappointed in those people. And that's the same thing I see in artists now. It's like... In business and art and yeah. everything. Yeah. But again, like, the biggest advice, and I think I'm giving it to you, is like, well, everything isn't a fight. You don't no, have to fight no. anyone anymore. No, you don't. You don't. Like, no. I don't... Bro, like, tell me whatever the fuck you think about me. I don't... I don't care. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Because I'm going to be me, and because me has become successful regardless of who. And the first person I ever told that to was my mom. So trust me, I'm going to say it to anyone yeah, in the yeah. street. Like if I could say it to my mom yeah, and her not talk to me for eight years because I was this, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Way, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, I, like I don't give a fuck. Like I am going to, yeah, I'm going to be me. Like I'm, I'm sorry. Like I can't, you know what I'm saying? So I mean, I don't know, man. It's just, no, and I think as an artist too, that's important to keep that. I call it a shoreline or a lighthouse. Yeah. You know, you're out here venturing into these new ideas, new territory, right. like an ocean and shit. Right. Exploration, uncharted territory. You always got to have something that you're just like, that's my home right there. That's my standard. Yeah. And that's a mental place, yeah. an attitude, I guess you want to call it. Right. So like fucking, yeah, like I actually, now that we're talking, I guess I learned how to do art before I started doing it, just yeah. in a different field. Different field, yeah. Yeah, so like, yeah, I guess you're right. The graph and the art are the same. I mean, it's the same. I mean, everybody experiences the same way. Like, either they're going to like it or they don't. Yeah. There's people that will drive down the street and go, like, oh, my God, that looks horrible. Yeah. They could say the same thing about something hanging in the art gallery. Yeah. yeah you're taking things that yeah. you've learned in yeah. your process, like, right. and applying it in a different way. Yeah. You're just not doing a bunch of letters and you're not calling it graffiti. Yeah. You know, like, I've, I've tried to, like, not tried, but I've been, like, 
working on just doing different things because I'm feeling, I've been feeling stagnant. Like with, what? Tell with, us. I've been feeling stagnant with my work. So I'm what just are you like, doing different things? So, so I'm just, crochet. So, so I'm Cro- just like, <laughs> crochet. Cro- crochet? Yeah. Yeah. Cro- I do a lot of crochet, Mario. Crochet. Is that the word? Crochet is French. I don't know. You've sold, bro. You've sold things in France. You know what I mean? Like, come on, my bad. That was you should know this word. Crochet. Is it crochet? The T is silent, right? I don't know, man. You tell me. <laughs> you let me know. I'm an immigrant. You're t- supposed to let me know, oh, white man. Fuck. All right, I'll all tell right. you after. I'll find out. I'll Google that shit. Cro- I think it's love. crochet. I think it's crochet, right? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, we want to fight on you. My, my son. Cash me outside, Mario. Oh, Cash me outside. How about son. that? How about that? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, all right, let's get back on topic. You're exploring new territories in your own personal art. Fucking Mario. <laughs> You're, you're I'm doing, doing fucking cool. Mario. Yeah, I'm doing basket weaving, okay? You fucking... I'm trying to keep it a secret. Mario's a fucking asshole. All right, dude, you fine. You fucked it all you up, You fucking Mario. blew it, dude. Now. I'm so sorry. I'm fucking out of here. Fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, just trying to... Uh, was just feeling stagnant in some of the stuff I was doing without... And I just didn't want to be repetitive, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And, and to some degree, I think some of my stuff is obviously repetitive because... I might be in a zone on something I'm like, uh, but I know that if I do it like three times, it's going to yeah. get better, you yeah, know? So then right. I was sort of in a, in his realm. I'm like, well, f- what is it that I like or not? What is it that I like? But it's like, what is it? Why do I use these certain colors? Why do I use yeah. these certain shapes? You know? And I just kind of looked at my stuff in a, in a different aspect and I'm like, okay, well I know what defines me as an artist. I know like what, what people would see my work and that would yeah. be, they would be like, Oh shit, that's bazooka tooth. And they can normally tell by like yeah. the shapes or the colors or yeah. whatever. So I'm just like, how can I use that and apply it in a different way completely? Wow. Yeah. And still, and so that's what I'm super stoked on right now. So, yeah. so, the, so the basket weaving is coming out. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Find it on my fucking big cartel. I'm super stoked. Yeah. Damn. Well, you know, what's <laughs> funny was that's the same thing for like the photography. Like for me, like, the only reason this shit is happening is because one, I want to see if it worked. Yeah. And then two, it's like I needed to reinvent my photography. Like I need to see what else I could do with that. Right. You no, know and, what that's, I mean? like, and that's honesty. Yeah. Like if you sat here and stroked your own and just thought like I'm the best photographer ever, but I got my pictures on a beer. Yeah. I'm done. Like, bro, yeah. like you've if you there's you gotta always have more movement. There's always so yeah. there's here's one way to go about it. You have not arrived. You haven't always yeah. always think that you haven't arrived and you will be fine. You Straight know what I mean? So, yeah. 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 That's fucking awesome. Like That's gems right there. Wait, so okay, so if you can explain something we've been talking about, me and Bazooka Mar, if you can explain it. Yeah. What's is there a difference or a fine line between branding and an artist timeline of progression? I think you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's like the whole thing when I tell people, like, don't focus on the product, focus on everything else. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. It's, it's the same thing because the product's already made. The branding is the thing. That's like, you can, Right. Yeah. Like, once you brand something, you can come up, you can come up with anything. Yeah. Right? Like, there's, you can make anything. Right? It's kind of like saying, well, there's a way, like, Marvel superheroes look and there's a way DC superheroes look. Yeah. Right? If you start, if you really want to look at it. They're different superheroes, and they, but they all look a certain way. There's a certain yeah, aesthetic to them. Aesthetic to them. Yeah, you 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 notice it's very noticeable. Yeah. Um, and even the storylines are are similar. Similar. So it's branding. Like, 
somebody drew it. Okay, that's the product. Now what do we do? You gotta you gotta build it. What's the and context behind it? Yeah. The, what what's behind it? What's the product is already done. You know what I'm saying? So for me, the branding part, when you talk about artists, right? When you the and it's and it's different because when somebody creates starts creating art, right? Yeah. They create a style. The product is them, the talent. The, yeah. That's the product, right? That's sadly, that's that's just what it is, right? That's yeah. just there's no better word for it. And then the branding is just the the progression of everything that you do, your style, everything you're doing. And then you go, okay, well, what are you branding? You brand the person. Yeah. The the person is the brandable thing. You know, like that's your that's your thing because the product is the is the is the art itself. Yeah. You can't brand art because it's gonna be different every time. There's gonna be an aesthetic. And, but, and also, I feel like the art doesn't always just sell itself either. It doesn't. No, and you that's have to where, push that's where you get it the doesn't. character. You, you get the character it. behind the you know behind right. the art, which is right. the artist. Right. And I mean, you look like this, right? Like two of the the two piece, two of the three pieces that are like already up mm-hmm. that got interest by Gabe. By who? By Gabe. Two pieces already got interest. Two pieces. By Gabe. Oh, but dang. there's but there's a dang. but then there there's a then you got to look at like why they're buying it. Yeah. Why? They probably feel sorry for him. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I love it. <laughs> he needs a haircut or some shit. But you have to think of like <laughs> that dude needs some shoes. Right. And shit. But it's but it's the work. But it's the branding you've been doing. Yeah. You've branded yourself with someone that's a supportive person. You fucking. You're good at this shit. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. That's fucking fucking horrible. asshole. Yeah, like, um. But you've branded yourself with someone yeah. that's supportive. Even the name of your podcast, right? Yeah. Have a dope day. It's a supportive. Theme. That's why I chose it. Me by myself. You sure you did that? No, you sure you did that, or, or just some no, little brown, some little brown man? Tio, no, Tio Mario. You know what I mean? Tio Mario put you on, no. dog. You know you when you make when you make a million, I'm gonna need ten thousand. Yeah, I already told and you. That's you cheap. Split it. <laughs> nah, but you know, it's it's like you gotta brand. You have to brand yourself. You do, yeah. You do because even 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 me, like innately. When people think we are Sacramento, no disrespect for everyone else that's a part of it. Yeah, automatically is me. It's more, yeah. That's why I get the brunt of it. That's yeah. why, and so I go, okay, I'm the leader. I get it. Yeah, but I still don't put my face all over it. Like my, you, you rarely see my face on the We Are Sacramento thing unless it's a part of like, okay, this, this is the cover to the podcast. This is, yeah, we're doing this very seldomly. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of understanding your place, playing your part. I'm playing my part. I understand that I'm the, I'm the leader. And yeah. so for that reason, I do not have to be the one that people see all the time. Yeah. My job is to make sure that this shit stays afloat. And the branding part is, okay, what are we branding? Community. Yeah. That's what it is. So And, and then we live that. Like, Yeah, you, so you should be honest about it. Yeah. The second part of branding is, do you truly believe the branding part of it? Take Coca-Cola, for instance, right? Coca-Cola doesn't give a fuck how, much it, how good it tastes. They don't give a fuck about the taste. They've never... They've never changed the taste. Yeah. They've made other kinds of Cokes, but their biggest fucking mission statement is to bring Coca-Cola to every corner of the world, and they have done that. There yeah. is Coke where there's no water. Yeah. <laughs> they live it. Yeah, they do. <laughs> you it's, know what I'm saying? A couple, my, uh, I had a couple of people over last night. We were hanging out talking, and some stupid reason, cigarettes came up, and like... And and camels, yeah, Ca- camel. Remember the back in the day, like the camel logo or yeah, yeah. Mar- Marlboro Miles and shit. Yeah, yeah. But that's a that's a good example of branding that right there, I guess, because yeah. cigarettes. But yeah, but they're going to have the Marlboro Man is like the yeah. dude that put like that brings people in to want to smoke cigarettes. Yeah. or or the camel or right. or fucking Spud McKenzie for Budweiser. Right. You know? 
It's it's the same thing. So I think again to go back to to what I'm saying is I think a lot of the times people think that branding is just pushing a product and pushing it. And no, it's the logo, it's yeah. the font, it's everything else. Is it recognizable? Is it yeah. this? Is it that? The last thing will people remember is oh this shit is good. Yeah. It's that the product being good is the it's the it's the cherry on top. Yeah. So is the branding the energy put behind? It? Is that what it is? Yeah. It's, it's, it's so, what you do. So at that event the other night, was that Friday night at the Elixir? Friday went, night, yeah. Friday night, I went down. I was invited to go down with some other artists at the Elixir down on, I think yeah, it's like 10. Yeah, some dope-ass artists. Yeah, some really good artists, dude. Yeah. It, people, and it was cool because it was people I hadn't got to meet in person yet, so that was yeah. hella cool. I was stoked on that. They but were disappointed to meet him, but he was they, excited. They did, not, they did not know who I was. <laughs> and, so, uh, and so I went down there, and obviously my work is different than – people's yeah, yeah. stuff that's there you know and and it was like supposed to be just like merch so i went down there and i had like my shirt rack with three different styles of t-shirts uh a couple of uh, hydro flask water bottles i'd painted yeah and and a handful of stickers and shit and i just put them on the table you know and, and people are you know pedestrians or from whatever people at the bar are like walking around looking at the stuff we're, we're set up outside you know and people out there looking at stuff and, and mingling and people would walk by and they look at all the booths in front of me yeah and they get up to my stuff and they're just like what is this? Like, they don't even know who I am or what it is or yeah. anything. And I'm just like, Hey, what's up? How you doing? And now all of a sudden they're like, they're talkative. And I'm like, go ahead and grab a couple stickers. Dude. It's cool. They're like, Oh, for free. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. no, fucking take them, dude. That's cool. And had the little, the Maddie stickers. Yeah. And everyone like, they're like, Oh, this is so cool. I was like, no, I was like, no, this is really special dude. take a couple of them. You know yeah. what I mean? And then like, now all of a sudden we're talking now they're like, what is this? Like, what is bazooka tooth? And like, what do you do? And then we start talking and then they want to buy a shirt. Yeah. Cool. You know what yeah. I mean? So I think that's part of it right there. Right. Like well, having branding impact, having the yeah. ability yeah. to, you know, to talk to somebody and, right. and, and keep that interest alive. So the reason why I asked that question and uh, you guys played it exactly how I hoped it was going to go out and going to go down. Graffiti is all about branding. Yeah. When you, when you talk about what kind of writer do you want to be? You could be a bargain basement writer that only does tunnels and that's all we ever see you at yeah. and that's cool that's where you want to be or you can be a nut and be known for billboards and freeway signs things that are called heavens you can be associated with the like the next level people yeah who not only make good art but are also down to to stick up for one another and whatever they believe in you know that's all branding like every little part right. of that shit is branding and that's why like when it comes to this art stuff that we're doing now, I still think of it like that, just without the negative parts of it. Yeah. So when, when you do something or we do something, it's like, well, I know when I talk to you, I need to have a certain part of the piece, a certain part of the idea already done and accounted for because you're not the kind yeah. of person that's going to just say, okay, let's do it. And then you like you got the other. I know what you have already. You know, what you have available, how you get down. Well, the other time, the other reason thing is because if you don't bring some of it in, I could just do it myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's the other part is like, yeah. at the end of the day, you still got to be valuable. Yeah. Right? Like, you can't just, just because you, like, there's millions of people that make art. So what? Yeah. Not to be disrespectful, but what does your art do yeah. for anybody but you? Right. Are you telling a story? Yeah. Are you making people feel some kind of way? What yeah. like what what the what's the purpose of it? What's the purpose? There's got I mean again, like I think I think it's the 
like when when you do things, right? There's got to be a level of decorum you got to carry, right? Yeah. But foremost is how is it going to impact other people and you? Yeah. You know, even if you are the second one that it impacts, but it still has to impact you in a good way. Yeah. You know, like if you're going to go do free work, uh, to when you're starting something, you got to do some free work. And yeah. I get that even I as a person that that likes to make money out of what I do. Yeah. Um, And you still got to do some free shit. But it can't be free shit that puts you at a at a point that you can't make it. Yeah. Right. Again, recognizing the risk. Is this a good risk for me? And what's it going to do for me? What are the opportunities am I going to be able to create out of this? So I go, even the whole We Are Sacramento thing, I can tell you, I don't know how that's going to work if yeah. I'm making more than a podcast and more than what, just leave it at that. Yeah. Like, why the fuck do I want to help other people? It's like, oh, well, that makes me happy and it makes me whole and all this other shit, right? Yeah. I go, okay, cool. All that hallmark shit, right? Because we all got to have a reason to do things. As you, but also I go like, well, either I am going to help my competition or create my competition. Yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather just help my competition because now they're no longer competition. Yeah. Like, they why do I? On you. I have, yeah. Yeah. I have no reason to compete with anyone. Yeah. And that's, and that's the other part. Like, yeah, the only person you're competing with is yourself. Yeah, and at that's, the end of the day, and that's the ruling graph. Is like, yeah, that's why I think you get better or you die down. Yeah, like, let's bring yeah. this all back home, right? Like, you're the only person who's gonna sit in a cell for graffiti. Yeah. You're the only person who's gonna reap the benefits as an artist from your art selling. Right. The gallery might take a piece. Yeah. But ultimately, that goes into your resume. Like, it's all on you. Right. So, when we get to sum this entire episode up to to break it all make it all make sense is like I applied everything that I learned in graph yeah. into art and it's worked. Not only did it work for me, but it's working for other people right? because that's how I did graph was with other people. Yeah. They played such a big part in it. And I think as artists, if you're listening to this podcast and you've been a fan, maybe you should widen your reach a little bit. Now I'm not saying you need to expose yourself, but let's just poke around and see what else is out there. See because, what can happen. Yeah. yeah, because you're still fighting a war. You can't battle by yourself. Yeah. You know, like it's all still a fight. You just said it. Do I want to help my competition or hurt them? You have to look at it like it's a yeah. fucking fight. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's like if you're not thinking along those lines, yeah, you should probably get some of that energy in you. But yeah. you got you, to have that drive anyways. You, you do. Know what I mean? you yeah. Because yeah, it doesn't come from nothing. No, like whatever, whatever you're doing with your graffiti is because that was your, that was your shit. Right. Like yeah. that's, you want, that was your drive. You want to be good at that. And you carry that with you no matter what yeah. you're doing. That's a good Hopefully. point. Hopefully. It's like a mean? double-edged sword, right? Like you either, you got to go with the mindset that you're going to be the best at what you do. Yeah. Though that's not always the result, but you have to have that mind to, that mindset to. Well, that's in yourself. Yeah. Just to, just to go, right? Yeah. Just. Just do it. And then you go, well, there's other people better than I am. That's a fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That's okay. yeah. But here's the thing. There's the other part of it. Because I believe that I am going to be the best at what I do is because it's where my mindset goes like, okay, well, the double edged sword is, well, you're never going to outwork me. Yeah. There you, you go. You are yeah. never going to outwork whatever no, the fuck I, I do. At that point. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I post it all the time. And yeah. it's like, I go, you are just never going to do what I do because I, I just go. Yeah. And go and and in in the hopes and I'm just saying like, you know, me, me, me. I'm just saying for anyone hearing it, it's just at the end of the day, you have got to look and reflect. 
because the best thing you can do for yourself is examine what it is that you're doing. Yeah. Yourself as a person, not the world around you. That comes mm-hmm. after you realize who the fuck you are as a person. Yeah. Everything else comes right after. So I go, examine yourself and then see where it is that you, you see yourself because at the end of the day, you're going to look around and be the only person doing it wherever yeah. it is that you're doing it. Yeah. There's, there's got to be progression to everything. But how many people don't have that progression? They're just yeah. content because they like, yeah. oh, I'm the shit. And they're, yeah. they're just stuck. Well, that's when keeping it real just that, goes wrong. Because, they're just, you know, they're just yeah. stuck yeah. because by analyzing yourself and looking at what you're doing, you can you should always be able to yeah. find flaws in what you're doing to become right. better. You should, yeah. yeah. If you're being honest. And let's, let's be honest even further. Like, those people aren't even in the game. No, they're not. They're not even in the they're, game. Yeah. Like, they're just not. Well, there's people in the game and there's people trying to be in the game. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know photographers that are better than me that are not even photographers. Yeah. Like, they're not even doing it because they just went and did something else because they just didn't believe in themselves enough to pay the bills and too many people around them were telling them no and they let that yeah, stop them from what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? So I go, like, shit, there's... Even when I say there's better photographers than me, doesn't mean that they're actually doing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And But me, I'm just constantly getting better. <laughs> yeah, and that's because you're honest with yourself. Yeah, you know, and that's that's you a know. core value you need to have. Shit, I go back and look at my old pictures and go like, damn, that was shit. What the fuck was I oh, thinking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate looking at my old stuff, dude. I'm like, I hate uh, looking at your old stuff too. I hate looking at damn. you. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are weird. <laughs> All right, that was that. Yeah, that, that was, was a pretty good off. Yeah, you know, we kind of got a little off topic, but it's all relevant. Um. Well, yeah. So, any any final thoughts, final questions, any any things, any things you want to share, Bazooka Tooth? Nah, man. I'm just thinking about raisins in the fucking potato salad. I wasn't gonna bring and, that up. And, 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 I wasn't these, gonna bring these, that up. These baskets I'm about to be making, dude. They're gonna, gonna be fire, that. bro. Bro, <laughs> give baskets for the artist. That's it, man. All right. So, so here's a good lesson right here. If you don't have people in your corner that you can be honest with and bust balls with, we call it busting balls. You're not in the right corner. Like you okay. got to have people around you that can educate you. I learned from all these people, both these dudes. And I'd like to think maybe there's times they learn from me too. But what I'm saying is, is like, I think Danilo said it the best. If you're not, if you're not in like the dumbest person in the room, is that what it is? Or the smartest person? If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. In don't the wrong laugh at room. me. Fucker, I can see you over there. Yeah. yeah you're in the you wrong You got to be room. in a room full of people that you don't know that you just, yeah. you're the you are the bottom of the barrel in that room. Yeah, so that's you know? where we are here. Both these yeah. dudes are entrepreneurs, business owners. I'm still an employee. Both of them have a whole different state of mind for doing things. But we we get along on some things. We can communicate yeah. on some things. So it's a lesson in itself. You know what I'm saying? You might want to step yeah. up your crowd, get you step to a new game place. Up. Yeah. So I appreciate you guys for yeah. helping me with What's this story. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you just gonna go. cut me off. <laughs> no, man, go with the go with the music. It'll sound better. Oh, well, this has been a uh, we are Sacramento production, and thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, because my baby mama. It was like three yeah, hours. Three hours. Are you serious? You're hella narcissistic, bro. <laughs> 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 <laughs>